CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is What about, like, you know, you deem crazy people, the ones that like, say out there stuff, how do you know that they're fucking crazy? They're, 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 they're just trying, like, trying yeah. to get it, but society goes, oh, they're crazy. Yeah. Well, it's easy but really, they just keep yeah, them quiet. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's but they do keep them quiet. Some of them. It's easier to live yeah. in that like ignorance is bliss stage, you know, than give people credibility for an idea that scares you. They're like, "Fuck, that's a bit bit, bit much." Yeah. Don't even, don't even want to go there. Um, clap for them. That's on. You're on. Lifeguard Maxi. How are you, mate? Welcome to the Gypsy Towers podcast, mate. Thank you for having me. Yeah, cheers for cheers for coming. We've uh, made it happen. Yeah, we made it finally happen. It's yeah, been, uh, it's been in the pipeline for a couple of weeks, but yeah. What got you onto the podcast in the start, mate? Uh, I'm good mates with Hoyo. Yeah, and right. um, I saw that and I watched it and it was just like, yeah, it was unreal. Such a good podcast. So yeah, just started following everything else you've been doing since then and got in contact and here i am yeah i was stoked i saw i saw lifeguard maxi like like a couple of um uh, photos on the gram and i was like damn all right that'd be that'd be a yeah, sick yeah. podcast cause oh, i've got a couple of stories mate. there's a few <laughs> there would have been a few that have built up over the years right? yeah it's been a couple how how old were you like obviously bondi rescue is probably where people most like would know you from yeah how old were you when you first got on the show? Because you were I was, young, I right? was 15, yeah. Dude. 15. I was the youngest lifeguard or professional lifeguard at that time uh, in Australia. You have to be 18. So it's funny how things happen and whatever. But um, I left school in year 10 yeah. and uh, the teacher there said, you know, you either got to be a tradie or you can find something else to do because I wasn't the best at school. Yeah. Um, and all my mates were doing trades and stuff like that. And then I was into my surf lifesaving. I used to compete here and there and yeah, just hit up, just fell into the passion of lifeguarding and uh, went down and hit up Hoppo when I was 15, still at school and uh, just said, mate, would I be able to do a week of work experience? A week of work experience turned into, hey Hoppo, can I work every Monday for the mm. rest of the year till November till I graduate? Because back then you can finish in year 10. Yeah. Now they've changed it. And uh, my teacher actually come down and had a meeting with Hoppo and said, yeah, like it'll be good for Maxi to have something to fall go, back into. In, go into and I was very very lucky because at the end of the year Hoppo said look we're going to create a trainee program and that went for three years so I went to TAFE one day a week and worked on the beach every other day mm. and yeah so I was a full-time trainee lifeguard for two three years and uh, when I was 18 I got offered a, a permanent job that's crazy um, so yeah so I've, I've been been lucky just right place right time yeah you know um, passion and persistence I was very very keen and never gave up yeah. um, 
yeah so i was just lucky to fall into it did you think that um because was the tv show going like full blast by then? yeah so it was the second year so basically a lot of people go oh you know do you have to audition and stuff like that that's that's not the case it's yeah. um they only filmed three months of the year uh december january february um i hit up hoppo to do experience i think march that year so they finished filming season two mm. and like I, I knew of the show but i was like every other person oh you know they must select a, a certain few people to to be a yeah. face of it and um yeah pretty much you know i did a couple of months there and then once i was um doing my traineeship they just rocked up one day on uh, december the second or something i still remember it and they just wanted to ask me a few questions and then yeah, i was just a part of it so all in all in all they just film all the lifeguards do the job and then they just pick certain um or people or you know larrikins yeah, like or whatever characters, yeah characters, characters yeah. yeah so they kind of focus on them but if anything happens at any given time they got gopros filming everything everything so from seven in the morning till seven at night um i think there's 35 gopros running and then they got like a film crew downstairs so if anything major so that's when people get the interviews after the rescue or something yeah. like that but yeah everything from the phone call to to running down the stairs to jumping the bike to paddling out all captured on gopro and then they all cut it together so sometimes after time you'd be pumping away on someone's chest on a recess and then you just forget that the cameras are there yeah um yeah it's it's it's, it's i pretty much grew up with it uh yeah. so season three i've it's been going for 13 years so i've been a part of the show for 11 years 11 yeah, right. seasons so and do you just get i mean uh, just out of business curiosity do they pay you as like nah. an actor in it nah so nah nah part so part of waverly council um lifeguard uh and uh being a firefighter for fine rescue for the last two and a half years so yeah <laughs> no actor or anything like that no no gun and nighter they... and yeah. and doing lines to, <laughs> Well, it's in front thought, of a green screen, but I thought they'd still at least have to like compensate you for like oh, being in it or something. No, like that. I, mean, I, like, I, mate, I, I taught myself everything really, like how to 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 speak confidently in front of a camera. But um, mate, even now, thirteen years on, like I still get nervous. You know, mm. um, when I do start stuff, I do a bit of stuff for Tourism Australia and stuff. I, I have to do like fifty or sixty takes. Yeah, because right. I can't I can't speak half the time. Well, yeah, none of the <laughs> shit that they're getting you to do is oh, like acting. Yeah, as yeah such. exactly. Yeah. It's all real, and that's what I love about the job. Um, you know, don't me wrong, the pranks and the bits and pieces are you know a, a bit hyped up, but all the rescues, all the first aids, all the major incidents that happen down there are, are, are legit. Mm. And um, yeah, there's been some good stories over the years. Yeah, what's some of your favourite memories from oh. from it? I guess. Because I'm not like a big, Mate. I'm not a big watcher. Yeah, yeah of the no, show. no, and and you know, people, people, I think people, it's, it's I like think it's bigger in other countries. It man. is, like because I lived in the US for six years, yeah, and it was always on TV, <laughs> yeah. man. It was a trip, and yeah. like you'd have people be like, "Do you know any of those guys?" Yeah. And I'm well, like, "Well, no, not really." It's, it's, it's big in the UK. It's uh, it's big around Asia and stuff like that. Um, it's just gone on Netflix in America, but like I said, man, like. I'm a fireman, lifeguard. It doesn't really. Yeah, it's not your deal. It's not really my deal. Like, if I really wanted to chase it, like I probably could have early days. But now, like, it's starting to drift off. It's just on repeat now. They're not really making any new episodes. So, mm. and I'm not even hardly down. Oh, I'm still down there two or three days a week, but full time fiery. So that, yeah. that's that's me. So um, when did you get into the the fiery stuff? Uh so ever since I was 18, I always wanted. Well, ever since I was two, I always wanted to be a fireman. Yeah. So and you then just hung on to that dream, like hung on to that dream. Used to sleep with a garden hose under my bed. Used to, oh, you know, shit. yeah, used to visualize. I had um, ADD as a kid, or I probably still do have ADD as a kid. Oh, adult, I should say. Yeah. Um, I used to. I remember I used to sleep with a garden hose under the bed, and used to, you know, just visualize 
being a fireman yeah, yeah right. such a as a kid and i kind of that dream was kind of a bit interrupted when i got into lifeguards because i left school in year 10 and mm. i knew you had to you know do some t- uh have a cert three or cert four or grader or high school certificate and because i didn't finish school i thought the fiery dream was over but i thought you know what i'm just going to give it a crack so from 18 i tried every year 18 19 20 21 22 23 and finally got in at 24 so really? i tried so a lot of people don't realize they are oh, on yeah, yeah but really uh, the, the underlining um thing for me was always to get in the fireys you know that's always what always one of what i what i want to do yeah, yeah. and um at 24 i got in and what i take away from that is persistence yeah. and taking no for an answer i made sure that i studied i made sure that i did all the tests and psychological tests and you know, I went down the beach and was carrying jerry cans and simulating, you know, what they do is for training. Mm. And yeah, when I got the call up, I was actually working on the beach and I was, it was honestly the happiest day of my life because it's yeah. just like, you know, from two years old to there, I'm just like, okay, here, here we go. This is, this is a dream come true. Um, what's next, you know, and got through the training, went to Redfern Fire Station straight off the bat. Um, really great crew. Taught me a lot about, about, you know, the area and, and what, what they do as firefighters and, yeah, I've had a decent amount of jobs. You know, I've had the odd house fire, factory fire, um, you know, the car accidents and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's been such a whirlwind the last two and a half years. It's just gone like that. Yeah. And um, I literally, a week ago, I started in the city of Sydney fire station. So new fire station, um, new start. So I'm looking forward to it's, um, having it's, a crack. It's definitely cool, man, because like you're the kind of guy, like obviously you've reached a certain level of fame in Australia through... Bondi Rescue like pretty cruisy life if you just wanted to kind of cash it in and just sit on Bondi for the rest of your life like yeah yeah well I, it's show, I guess it shows a lot about you to actually kind of go against the mate, easy exactly road, you know? and I've always put it this way if I sat on the Bondi and going how good's this I'm doing bits and pieces here in the media world I'm doing you know as a lifeguard full time enjoying it like I always would have had it in the back of my mind. Mm, mate, like there's not that's not mate, the you haven't you haven't yeah you haven't fulfilled your dream of becoming a fireman. And um, mate, that was honestly I still remember the first call I got as a fireman. Like just sitting in the back of the truck going to a fire call, you just going like, this is this is it. I, even like the other night, I was just sitting there just going like pinching myself, going no, this is this is me done. Yeah, sick. But um. I'm lucky enough to be able to do that and still lifeguard and do stuff on the side as well. So I've been doing a lot of stuff with water safety uh, mm. in Australia and in the UK. I'm bringing out three uh, children's fictional water safety books in September. Mm. Um, Pre-order now. Which you, yeah. Where's the website? Uh, lifeguardmaxi.com. Yeah, just the is. shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, I get the best of all worlds now. I get to influence um, younger Australians and young people around the world about water safety. Not only young kids and, and adults, I should say. Um, but just, yeah, just give them an insight of a bit of water safety, a bit of fire safety, mm. uh, things that I'm passionate about. And, uh, yeah, he'll also do a, a lot of stuff for mental health as well. So, Why do you think that you are passionate about the safety side of things? Is it because you've seen so much fucking gnarly shit that, yeah. and you yeah, see yeah. The, the backside of it? Mate, well, I could talk for days about stuff that I've seen and dealt with, but the underlying issue for that is yeah the safety is for mental health you know mm. I've, I've dealt with a number of suicides um self-harmers on the beach uh concern for welfare as a fireman we, we deal with them as well um people just jumping into the rip <laughs> and, mm. and drowning um yeah we, we 
there's so many reasons why the, the water safety stuff it's just there's so many people that are that don't get it they don't, they don't realize how mm. how precious life is in a way um and yeah just seeing them just just disappear or you know and sometimes i'm that gap between them dying mm. and them living and um i had a really good recess in december last year so a couple of months ago it was about six o'clock at night. Um, I was with one of the guys. We we're putting the jet ski away. Shit night. Um, it was pissing down rain, cloudy, overcast, onshore wind, nothing doing. As we we're putting the jet ski away, we got a radio call from Chapo in the tower saying someone's in trouble in the south corner. So I jump in the bike with Boo, one of the lifeguards. We start heading down there, and you know you just have a feeling that just things aren't right. Mm. Okay, this is not going to be the normal rescue that I usually do. I've done a few resuscitations and stuff, but. But the way that it all panned out, um, I just remember from halfway down, about 300 metres away from the south corner, I got to see this guy face down halfway out and I've just gone. This is going to be this, a... No, well, yeah. I go, no, this is... Took a deep breath. I go, this is my moment to, to put all my skills, everything I've learned, all the years of, you know, training and dealing with thousands of people. And I look around and I'm thinking to myself, wow, I didn't think today was going to be one of the, the day where I'm going to do probably my most successful rescue. Um, so I saw him face down, I kept an eye on him, I knew where he was the whole time, got undressed, paddled out there. As I'm paddling out, I was lucky enough, he was starting to drift out in the rip, mm. and it was just, a wave was just about to hit him. And um, and I was gone, just, because there's been times where other guys have lost guys, just from the waves, just keeping them down. Mm. I'm like, I just got to paddle hard here, and just put, Dug, dug deep, dug deep, and um, one of the members of the public come running out because it was a big sandbank, mm. and he just we both just grabbed him just before he went under this wave, and it was you know like three four foot, um, and we're out off the icebergs, and it was just so surreal, and I just remember just turning him over because he's fully clothed, and I've gone, oh, for some reason I just thought maybe a jumper mm. or maybe a suicide or just the, it just didn't add up like it was shit to be day in nothing doing like that yeah just. It was just weird, right? And he, like, not being graphic, but he's, 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 he was dead. Like, yeah. eyes open, water coming out of his mouth, white as a ghost. But he's an Indian guy. So, you know, they're tanned and, you know, all, all year round tan. He was white as, yeah. you know, the wall. Eyes open. And I thought, hang on, this guy's probably been gone for a bit here. He's obviously jumped off Mackenzie's point. He's just floated in. That's what I thought. And, um, just you know obviously didn't even skip my heart didn't even skip a beat i just literally i, just, I remember just grabbing one arm and just boom, put him on the board and i just just because i could stand up and i just started just pumping away just pumping away and just started dragging him dragging him back to the and i was lucky enough i'd got a wave in because there's oh, been times yeah. where it's hard to get yeah a dead weight in right and i don't know it's just so things just all aligned got a wave in the lifeguard that come down with me come and help me drag him up the beach right and um, it was his first recess. He didn't really know where, what, not what to, he knew what to do, but yeah, when it's your first one, that you he's don't just have like, the oh, mate, and he, like, this guy was dead, dead as a doorna. And um, I was like, this is we're on here. Like this is this is this is me. I'm, I've 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 rescued him. I'm taking him up the beach. I'm gonna pump away, right? So because I've had a few and I've, I've made a few mistakes, we're rolling them and clearing the airway and stuff like that. So everything was just in, like in my mind, just going, okay, boom. Roll him, get him over the side, get get as much water as you can. Boom, got him back. Lined up the chest, started going. Right, I reckon I was on that chest for eight minutes, eight minutes nonstop. So when the adrenaline's pumping and you're going, hang on, 
I didn't want to stop. Mm. I was like, I'm going to give this guy his every best chance of living. Even though he was in the wrong spot, he, he was nowhere near the flags, he was fully clothed, probably didn't know how to swim, or he's a jumper, or he's, he's, yeah. done, he's done something. So by that stage, a few off-duty uh, an off-duty doctor come down and an off-duty fireman from France or something they're all like oh no, let me take over I said nah because I just wanted to keep that blood pressure going I just wanted yeah. to keep just and I just was a machine I was just going as hard as I could and I just knew that if I stopped and we, we fucked around a bit probably no good yeah. so by that stage the defibs come down we got the pads on him um, and that was the first time I've actually took my hands off him shock advised boom shocked him and I uh, straight back on the chest again I did another four minutes of CPR so all up I did about 12 minutes of CPR so I don't know if people that watch the podcast that have done resources people struggle to do two it minutes it, yeah. it does take physical. it yeah it's quite quite and especially when you're breaking ribs and you're having a good crack mm. um, yeah we got shocked him got him started doing more CPR still still no pulse still no breathing and I just remember like it was the craziest thing I just remember looking at his. Like, I don't know why, because I always teach myself like all the fatalities I've been to. Don't look at their face because it kind of. Then it's like it, a, it's, yeah. it's a real thing. Even though when I was out in the surf, I saw it. I was like, oh, this is real. Um, just it was weird. Like the color started to come back, mm. and he blinked, and I was like, hey, well, it could be, it could be on it. Come here, mate. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Anyway, um, I remember he started getting signs of life. He started making groaning noise. Boom, and then yeah, right him on his side, and it was. Uh, he was alive. He was, uh, it was a pretty amazing achievement. We all did a great job, but um, just the fact that the rescue, the resus, and just being still hot, still touching him when he come back to life was a pretty big achievement. Mm. Um, the sad thing is, though, he never come down. He was out of hospital five days later, never come down, never seen again. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just funny how, like... That's weird, eh? You know, he's, mate, he was... Like I'm not Ivan, he's he was dead. dead as a door now. Mate, we shocked him and yeah, worked on him for a while. Um, I wonder if he was just fucking mate, scared. Yeah, mate, I think he's, mate, his ribs were fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, it was, blood was perfusing, uh, perfusing through, through his skin. I was going that hard just because really? I just didn't want to just, you know, I didn't want to lose that pressure. Oh, so the whole point I'd, of compressions is to keep that pressure. That, um, I'd take that. A couple, couple of broken, broken ribs, ribs to yeah. fucking keep walking. Did but you yeah. end up figuring out his backstory as yeah, to yeah, like, what mate, happened? Um, it was really random. Uh, he was with a, another mate down the beach. He was a little bit further down. Just ran into jumping for a swim and drowned. <laughs> Fucking like, crazy. And his friend never come up to us or said anything. Like it was like right at the end where he just jumped in the ambo and went off with his mate. And yeah, it was crazy. So um, what I'm saying is the lifeguard and real. You know, Bondi is. You know, you never know when 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 you're on. Yeah. Um, I've done rescues around the corner with boats overturned and people clinging to the boat going up the rocks in eight foot surf um, you know there's there's countless stories there I've dealt, mm. I've dealt with a few unfortunate suicides around at the gap and stuff like that uh, but yeah like I, I take it in my stride all the, the tragic stuff I deal with because I didn't put those people in that situation but if I can kind of bring a bit of dignity to their family or bring closure and treat mm. them with respect um, or try my best to bring them back to life or yeah. You know, do 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 what we can. You know, we do spinals and all that, all sorts of stuff. So, but just, so I guess getting back to the whole, like where you're at now with the um, the educational side of stuff yep. that you are doing. Do you think that it is rooted in that um, that 
how much shit that you've seen and mm. you know like that indian dude that you bring it back to life like pretty pretty fucking easy <laughs> not to drown at bondi yeah like don't do a lot of really yeah. dumb shit that yeah, leads yeah, to yeah. You drowning so is it like i guess is it just off the back of all the stuff that you've seen yeah oh definitely um and there's stuff that generally people aren't getting taught like um you know there's school kids that do in australia that do swimming lessons and stuff like that and they knew of they know of the flags but you know half the kids i speak to don't know how to identify rips mm. you know what i mean and the 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 novelty of this is the water safety and the fire safety that i do in the live learn survive workshops is basically water safety it's not just the beach you know you've got kids drowning in dams mm. rivers bathtubs bathtubs it's it's all around everywhere um, dude i seen not sorry to cut you off i seen yep. the craziest shit the other day that fully fucking rattled me like i know kids drown in bathtubs mm. and stuff like yep. that but I was always thinking like how retarded you'd have to be to let your kid drown mm. in a bathtub. Turns out that's not the case, man. Mm. Like this this kid like was just kind of sitting there, his sister was there, maybe it was a, a pool or a... Now, yeah. Anyway, they had like the floaties and stuff on. Mum's there, the camera's going. Face, I think I've seen it face have down. Have you seen that? Yeah. And then the, the kid just goes face down mm. and like the sister doesn't know what to do. The yep. mum's just walked off for like two seconds, which I'm sure a lot of people have done yeah and it's like russian roulette that yeah. that kid goes face down it's crazy and it's so, it, it happened like that and yeah. it really changed my view on it because to me i was like man you just have to be an idiot but, but uh, it's not it's, it's like it's it not, can happen so quick it can and kids obviously uh, uh you know the thing with the water safety stuff but even adults and young adults that you know go to the local lake mm. out in the middle of nowhere and it, you know cold water can um you know be a bad thing for to con, sorry can contribute to you drowning mm. you know your body slowly shuts down with hypothermia mm. and your body doesn't react your as aren't working yeah properly. A, a, properly um salt water keeps you more buoyant so fresh water it's harder to stay afloat mm. so there's all these different little things that contribute to drownings all around the world and different places so i just kind of get the kids and people that i speak to just get them thinking you know mm. like most people go away on holidays or most people go to the beach just get them thinking and then the fire stuff is even more interesting because you know you, you just explain what how quick well, what a fire you were can saying before like tell tell everybody what i guess what we were sort of speaking about before yeah. the podcast so um when i do these workshops i have these series of uh true or false questions you know for water safety and for fire safety and we finish off with a few true and false and one of the questions is to the kids all right, you're upstairs, there's a fire in your kitchen, the smoke travels up the stairs into your bedroom. Are you going to wake up if there's a fire at 2.30 in the morning? And they all have these red and green cards, you know, green for true, but, and they all go, nah, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to wake you up, the smoke's going to wake you up. And a lot of people don't realise, but it actually <laughs> puts you to sleep. So, mm. you know, not nine times out of ten, but majority of fatalities in fires are from the smoke, not so much from the radiant heat. You know, in Hollywood they say, oh, you know, people are burning in the fire. Yeah, it, it can happen, but a lot They'll of the time, before it gets to yeah, that point. a lot of the time it's um, the smoke travels. So as firemen, uh, we're trained to, you know, do search and rescue after we, we locate the fire. Then another crew goes up and, and, and retrieves or rescues people that are stuck in bedrooms or, you know, a seat shelter somewhere in the house. Um, but yeah, just explaining that stuff. Like, it's, it's just really interesting. Um, having working smoke alarms in your house could wake you up and that could be that difference mm. between you staying asleep and not waking up or yeah, you, them 
yeah like it's just it's just yeah really interesting some of the stuff that that we we tell people because a lot of people don't really think about stuff like a good example is i went to a school talk the other week and there was a fire extinguisher on the wall and i was talking i go okay kids if there's a fire, a little fire, because all fires start small, yeah. unless it's, let's uh, say, yeah, yeah, explosion yeah. or something. So someone's, you know, lit a bin up in the corner, right? And the bell's going off to get out of the school to evacuate. And you know that there's a fire extinguisher right there and you can probably knock it down pretty quick, mm. right? But the people are just scared to take that first step. To take step that in, first yeah. step. I, I'm not saying to put yourself in harm's way, mm. but. If you, you know, if, you know, you get some teenage kids that are pretty confident, you know, grab it, pull the pin out, aim, squeeze and sweep, put it out. Mm. You know, you might get in trouble by the teacher from <laughs> dry chemical powder everywhere and make, make the whole place dusty as hell. But, you but know, you, you just knock down that fire, potentially you, 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 your school burning down. So mm. just common sense, obviously, common sense. Yeah. But like little things, just getting kids thinking about fire safety, you know, um, how to smother you know, fat, fat oil fires. Oil fires. Yeah. yeah, add water to it; it expands. Yeah. So you know, by the fire triangle, you know that um, you got fuel, you got oxygen, and you got heat. If you can eliminate any of those things, that you got no fire. So yeah. with fat fires, you know, just smother it. Keep put the lid on it, and dude, that it. was free. Like when I first learned about the whole oil fat fire, oh, mate. If, if, if it's going, like, people. What the fuck? But people like, think. People think. Yeah. Dude. And then the rain short, everything goes up. You know, if you you got a flu, just go straight in the flu, and then yep, yeah, house is on fire, dude. And you get all burned as well. So yeah, I definitely had no idea of the whole oil fat fire yeah. thing. I was just like, God damn! Like yeah. when you see the videos of people putting like water and shit on, because oh. I had a. Uh, I had that happen when I was in, living in the States. We had like a pan go up mm. and um, and the chick that I was living with at the time like went to get this big glass of water and I was like, no, fucking no. no. And no. I run over and I got like the lid to another yep. fry pan and just went, sweet. And like Happy it, days. Just, it just stopped. And just, yeah. But dude, that was because I saw a Facebook video. <laughs> like otherwise I would have been yeah. fucked. Like I didn't learn that shit in yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, that, and that's why like I'm just kind of bridging that gap with the Live, Learn, Survive workshops of you know doing around australia and then going over the uk in august in a couple of weeks to do some water safety stuff over there so mm. and then when i bring out the books um kind of tie it all in and yeah it's 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 there's a lot going on outside of being a lifeguard and a fireman but it's exciting and i'm looking forward to yeah having a good crack and encouraging you know young kids and young australians and adults you know everyone's yeah. everyone's welcome to to you know for me to give some advice um you could take it or you're not but yeah just just think smarter <laughs> yeah have you always been like a, a go-getter kind of dude the way that you are because like you're pretty fucking you're pretty on the on the pulse right now like yeah. even from me following you through the podcast i'm like fuck he's always he's always on <laughs> water's on always yeah, yeah. i'm like I don't or is know. it just, or has it's it just, just been a momentum thing that's built no, up over time? Yes, but also when you've got a passion to just keep going for things and like cool thing I saw, like it's it's pretty common knowledge, everyone's seen it, but I think it was Matthew McConaughey did a speech um, at one of the Oscars or something. And he mm. goes, they go, oh, one of the questions was, who's your who's going to be your role model? Who's your role model uh, at the moment? He goes, well, me in 10 years. Mm. And then he goes, I oh, will... 10 years have gone who's your role model me in 10 years so you're constantly evolving um like i said before 
people sometimes think they've made it where they've get to where they want mm. to like as a lifeguard on the beach oh that's sweet i've been here for kick back 11 years i don't need to do anything i could just live off a lifeguard wage and you know get the odd thing here and there but you the wouldn't Mac, be fulfilled go to the old maxim party yeah. as they pop yeah. up yeah. <laughs> yeah but you wouldn't be fulfilled like or for me i'm just constantly it's not a bad thing it's just hungry like i just want to just keep um doing good being good and mm. encouraging people to be their best because mate at the end of the day like you know, everyone has got an opportunity to have a crack mm. and you just got to figure out what you want to do if people are watching this podcast going I hate my job I hate this I hate this find something you love to do mm. work hard at it get into something you know um, we go well what about if I'm, I've got bad eyesight but I want to be a pilot well okay what's your second or yeah, third exactly, or fourth yeah. like obviously you know sometimes the people have got those- physical things but yeah, no, I think the problem with those people though is that then they'll they'll use, use that excuse. as a, as the reason to be like, "Well, I fucking tried, man." Yeah, but you now didn't. I'm here. <laughs> you know, and I don't that's, know. That's, that's There's true, always though. a way, mate. There's always a way. Yeah, and you could always do good in this world because you know, as you know, like you, the podcast, you there's a lot of negativity and there's a lot of there's a lot of down in this world, and um, I'm just trying to use you know all my knowledge, all my skills, and you know the platform platform of being on telly for 13 years and around the world is to to, to do good encourage mm. people to go hang on like, oh, Maxie's been a part of that lifestyle or whatever for, for, but he's still still an Aussie battler still trying to help other people and still mm. trying to you know like I said last night I come off night shift this morning and you know I was I was up all night <laughs> chasing fire calls and you know like it just you just don't stop. You just mm. you just keep doing. It. You, you never should relax unless you just go. Okay, that's it. I'm going to put the legs up and just not mm. do anything. But you just got to just keep keep going for it. Life's too short to sit back and let other people and other things overtake you. If you know your shit, get onto it, create something, and mm. and, and be good at it. Yeah, it's definitely like. I mean, that's uh, one of my motivations for this is like i i didn't really know what it was going to be or what it was sort of going to be all about but then once i started figuring out that when you've got like i've got a unique access to people and i mean i've said it before a bunch of times on the podcast but it's like when you've got unique access and there's people out there that are in a situation where they're finding it hard to change their life and it's like like you say to someone like well you know you are who you surround yourself with yeah as like, all right well i live in a fucking shit place i live in a shit city i got you know i don't have those people so it's like okay yeah it's all good to say yeah 100 but it's like now with like the podcast and stuff it's like you can change the people you're around you can listen to guys like yourself and i think that's where like instagram can be a super good thing yeah like would truthless before was just talking about like how (laughs) you compare like overall instagram is negative or social media is negative because you're like comparing to people yeah but i don't see that like yeah. i don't I oh mean, well, it, you know it all stems on who you follow yeah that's what i was gonna say like you know I if you want people, people that, that inspire if people inspire you yeah like sportsmen or um you know motivational speakers or podcasts or like yeah. things that actually are good and like make you feel good and you want to see what's you know up in the trends but when you're comparing yourself to other people you know that all comes down to what i was saying before you you know everyone's different everyone's unique and mm. use that to your advantage there's only one of me mm. yeah we might have the same name as someone but you know what how you're built how you look how you, your physical what where you are in your offer. life yeah and you know what be the underdog mm. always everyone loves an underdog story if you if you're down and out and you're a bit of a battler 
get up, have a crack, mate. Yeah, that's fucking good advice, man. Like, that's probably... Have a crack. Because at the end, like, it, that's... I know it's easy for me to say that because I've always had a crack and I don't know any different. But yeah. for people that are sitting there, just go, you know what? Today's a new day, which mm. it is. And I'm going to... I'm just going to go get it. I'm yeah. going to... There's only one of me. And leave leave your mark on the world. Yeah. Leave your mark, you know? Like, nothing lasts forever. Mm. As the podcast you spoke before with all, all different stuff, the way that... Um, you know, they have the what was it? The world is the, the, ultimate, the ultimate predator. Like, leave your mark, and and hopefully it's a good mark. Um, you know, and just do what makes you happy. Yeah. Sometimes it might be good, sometimes it might be bad, or but as long as you're happy, that, that that's all that matters. Yeah, and I think um, there was a, a cool like it was worded more eloquent eloquently than I'm about to word it. But it was like a thing I saw today where it said, stop thinking about yourself as a finished fuck up, but instead as a work in progress. Mm. And if you just change that perspective to be like, um, oh, no, I'm not I'm not a fuck up. I'm just on my way to being who mm. I want to be. Yeah, it's like, it's exactly. all just that, that kind of like perspective shit. Eh? I've, I've only read a few books in your time, but... but um, like uh, I always go one of the story of the alchemist. It's a, it's a yeah, dude. That's a I love that book, book because you know he he was a bit of about you know the shepherd. You know you know all he wanted to do was go visit the, the pyramids and you know and the story leading up to him. It, and then he looked back and he goes, "Hang on, I've lived a pretty ama- a pretty yeah. amazing life. Yeah. You know, I've done some cool things." So I always try and when I'm down and out and a bit you know a bit a bit negative or whatever just think of all the good times you've had mm. and it or listen to a song like for me don't laugh at me but you know Daryl Braithwaite Horses it's one yeah. of my favourite songs Johnny Farnham You're the Voice yeah those songs just just lift me you know yeah so whenever I put them on I'm just going I always think of like the times that I've been at the pub the last song of the night Horses Horses yeah, comes yeah. on it just brings everyone together yeah everyone just know, some people might not know the first little bit yeah I know yeah. the first little bit so I'm just singing along making new friends but everyone knows the chorus. And that's, I look at those moments, I go, yeah, well, that makes me happy. Yeah, so, it's but, all like, it's, the thing is that there's such like a weird narrative <laughs> of people that that think you should be happy all the time. No, you, you, you can't, can't, man. You can't. Be. It's like, and you that, can't. I, I think that's the problem. You can, be, is, you can be respectable and you can be, you know, but it's, it's you can't, mm. yeah, like you're right, you can't. And it's unreal, and I think that's where people think that there's something wrong with them yeah. when they're not happy all the time, or if they're more sad than happy. But it's like your life is just this constant state of ups and downs. Yeah, and it is like a wave that you do have to ride. And it's, life would be boring if it was just a one. Well, yeah, you've <laughs> one got wave. no point of reference. Like I always <laughs> use like a cocaine analogy. Like if you're on cocaine all the time, mm. then you wouldn't be high anymore it mm. would s- slowly adjust to the new normal mm. or it's like um you fucking everyone say the chick like for every um super hot chick there's a dude tired of fucking her yeah because it just becomes like your eyes adjust yeah. it's like you walk outside in the morning and it's like oh fuck it's so bright well, that's your why eyes i've can't been see. that's why i'm lucky where when i get a bit stale or a bit like thing change it up mm. you know I, I had a really good crew at redfern fire station we did everything together we cooked we trained we did everything together but i was like you know what oh you know a change is near and just change the scenery up i was getting too too comfortable at, at the station and um yeah just 
put myself in the unknown and went mm. to a bigger station we do up to like 9,000 calls a year mm. it's 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 a busy station it's, it's a bigger station there's 30 staff on at any given time there's six trucks out of there um, but yeah like just just put yourself in situations mm. where you just yeah oh I'm getting a bit stale I'm getting a bit you know a bit agitated boom alright oh okay how good is this yeah, mm. happy days but, you know and then do that for a little bit then you constantly moving yeah a lot of people don't have the um i don't know if it's like courage or if it's just the no one no one likes well i saw a quote it was that no one likes change or i can't i can't think of it at the moment but it's something to do with people can not a lot of people can adapt to change Mm. and they get really complacent and they get really set in their ways yeah um especially as you get older you know you know you might have a few injuries or you might, you know, you might have made a shitload of money yeah. at work and you just, you know, just kicking back doing whatever you want. But I don't know. You just got to just keep yeah. the brain active. You got to keep moving. You got to yeah. keep, I don't know. It's just, it's just, we've been told or taught. Well, and time's finite too. Like it's going to end. Yeah. So it's like, would you want it to end and knowing that you wasted a fuckload of time? Well, mate, that unfortunately, and that's what, I'm not plays in my head a bit, but you've, that's probably you you've see, seen it. Yeah. You see people get taken like, like that, that yeah. and you know car accidents or um, you know drownings and suicide. Like people just one minute they're there and one minute they're gone. And, and um, it's a fucking isn't it a really eerie thing to see well, a to think dead about. person? But yeah. well, even to see it and you're like, fuck me, you well, were just here. I could. Uh, I'll tell you a quick one. Um, I could deal with seeing um a, a body uh like i said i try not to look at the face if i if i don't mm. have to but one thing that does play in your mind as as a first responder as a fireman and a lifeguard is what leading up to that so if it's a suicide you go oh like mm. how can you throw yourself off a cliff or um you know how can you be drink driving like just mm. things that, that but i had a one one that played in my mind for a little while is um, girl, I don't know if you know Bono well, but she was working up the the tea gardens as a bartender. No, I don't know that well. There was a, there was a bar. There's a bar up there, and I was doing an ambo ride along a couple of years ago, just in the ambos because I was just keen to just to yeah. see how the ambos work. And um, yeah, I was doing a ride along, and we got this call at four thirty in the morning to a, a lady that uh, an MVA like a car accident. Um, drove there, and there she was dead on the road, and you know. The ambo goes, oh, mate, do you want to have, do you want to have a look? So like, yeah, like no worries, like I can deal with it. Um, went over and you know just checked her vital signs. Like yeah, she was just, you know no pulse. Um, mm. She had facial injuries. She come off a push bike going down a hill and head first into a parked car. Oh. So at the time, like I wasn't really focusing on a face or anything because it was you know it's pretty. You're in the some mind, people would go like, gruesome, you know, yeah. but it wasn't that bad. But um, what what played with my mind. And, it, and I'm sure if fireys or ambos or coppers or anyone that does this sort of stuff that's this in the podcast can relate to is what hit me wasn't the body it was her handbag and all the stuff was scattered all over the road mm. and I just remember looking at the copper's face He's, he had the he had the chick's mobile phone and her mum was ringing her mm. and it, I don't know just something about like just gave me the even now talking about it, just gave me the chills of like that mum not knowing what's that, happening what's right happening now. right now and I don't know I just played it on my mind a little bit but I've learned like that was about five years ago so I've I've slowly learned how to 
deal with that and like just go you know it's it's very unfortunate mm. but we didn't put these people in these situations we're just yeah. there to to if they're if they're deceased give uh closure to the family treat the body with respect you know um whatever we need to do whatever the police assign us to do you know package them up or cut them out of the car or retrieve them out of the ocean but when they're you know still alive or when they're nearly dead you know you, you do your best then mm. with that bloke that i resource you just you know you give him a good crack you don't sit back and go ah he looks dead he's dead yeah like you know you give it a good crack so that's always been my, my motto just <laughs> have a crack <laughs> yeah it's but, fucking man like we've just had a, a death in our family like someone really close to me yeah. and, and it was um it was like a super heavy heavy deal and then <clears throat> seeing the the fucking harsh reality of what death is <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty full on because i mean we see it all the time in, in movies, in and, movies and tv and you know people and you hear someone that dies and, and you like, hear stories and you go wow oh i couldn't see that i couldn't deal with that and then yeah and it happens to you and you're like oh shit yeah real. and the just how like confronting it is when you're in that that moment and um oh it's it's so sur- so surreal yeah. to see like yeah it's the impact it's the five minutes after the person's passed away mm. and you're trying to wrap your head around you got you got you got family members or you know if it's carried you got family members yelling at you saying do something or you know mm. it, it's always hard but if people are uh, watching this or listening to this podcast and you're going through you've seen something traumatic or you you you've heard of something traumatic and you want to talk about it, I strongly recommend to just to talk to someone. Mm. Um, I've spoken to a few people over the years, like not just because I've been messed up or anything. It's just, just good to get things off your chest. You end up talking about something that you've seen or dealt with. And then by the end of the conversation, you're talking about an underlying issue that you never knew you had. Like mm. it could be someone bullying you at work or it could be, um, you know, relationship issues or something. So there's always some things that, that come out. Yeah. And unfortunately, when people really lose it, yeah, is when the beat the 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 glass is full, yeah, and it's just tipping over the edge. The stress, and one yeah. of those things is, you know, and like a lot of people know mental health stuff, and there's a lot of help out there, but it's just going to talk to someone. Yeah, we um, when we had uh, Sam, <coughs> Sam Webb on the podcast, yep. we were talking a bit about. I know, Web, I know Webby. Yeah, yeah, and and I um. Yeah, I was talking, like, I went and um, spoke to, like, a therapist last yep. year, I think it was, and I just went into it thinking it wasn't really going to be that much, but, and honestly, man, like, there wasn't really much, like, analysis and, like, well, this is, a, like, I got in just, there just and talk. I had these problems that I didn't, because whether you, like, I've got really supportive family, yeah. I've got a really good girlfriend, yeah. I've got a great group of friends, yeah. But there are certain things that you say that will impact them. Like there was stuff where I was talking about my girlfriend and it was stuff that I couldn't have just directly said to her Mm. in that way to where I needed to say that. And it was like I was not making up, but I was coming to grips with all these issues that I was having just through voicing them to somebody that doesn't have a horse in the race. And it's really... I think that, yeah, like no matter if you do have like super supportive parents or whatever, there's still shit that you, it's, there's a, um, there's still stuff there. There's a bias there. And then they know these people, like when it's someone that's just completely unbiased that can't 
trying to relay any of that information or no judgment like but in saying that though there has been times where I've spoken oh mate I spoke to someone but they just don't get it they don't understand Mm. well mate find someone else yeah like like back to what we were saying before people just give up too easy just find someone else and and, or talk to a really good mate or you know people like Webby or yourself or people that have a bit of an idea of Mm. how to like just help people out sorry no you're good Um, just do it just just keep talking to people Every major incident I have, I, I'd tell everyone close to me, not in details, but yeah, just get it off your chest. Yeah, that, well, the old saying like a problem um, shared is a problem halved is mm. so true. Yeah, like you, you always <coughs> feel take some water, drink. Yeah, yeah. don't don't feel like <coughs> this isn't one of those formal things yeah. where we got to stop the cameras. We can just fucking sit here and drink. No, one cares. <laughs> whoever's listening to this is probably in their car right now. Yeah, it's like cruising traffic. Happy not, days. Not right now, but when it goes out, Dow Braithwaite horses. Mm. <laughs> play it um <laughs> who i think john farnham's son is gonna come on the podcast he's in like a he's in like a metal band yeah friend of <clears> mine <throat> um matt diachi he owns a mountain bike bike wash company called crush yeah and uh he used to be in like a band with him and he's like yeah i'm gonna get him on the podcast I was like, That's pretty you're the voice yeah um fuck where do we go from there buddy yeah. what, what's the the children's book thing is pretty sick. yeah yeah so i've got three uh children water safety fiction books um just it's been three or four years in the making yeah so it's 15 15 chapters and it's uh it's got lifeguard maxi just pretty much a lot it's fiction but a lot of its influences how i grew up yeah yeah so sent down bondi um how i grew up as a nipper yeah yeah it's 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 really interesting to to kind of have the ideas and then have someone co-write with you and then have a publisher and get it out there yeah sorry <coughs> cough it out man. cough it out you're all good <coughs> yeah so it's 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 really interesting it's really really fun and i'm looking forward to sharing it uh from 20 25th of september mm. onwards yeah it's got to be um just another chapter in the life <laughs> of maxi like yeah. it's pretty it's pretty rad the the stuff that you've got going on man like because fuck it like just even the fact that you're a full-time fiery and then you got the lifeguard stuff that you still yeah. do like it's definitely an example ne- of never just a pinner like yeah, you're kind never of even making, making no. me feel like a bit of a nah no 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 mate you, you just gotta just like i said um but see i guess like that could, comes back to that thing of like so i guess it's just the lens that you look at it because i'm looking at you like oh fuck i'm a slack cunt <laughs> i'm not <laughs> no, looking no. at but i'm not i'm using that as motivation as opposed yeah. to like Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like it's not. It's you got like to go, but it's been uh, 13 years or 12 years as a lifeguard in the making of mm. continuing to pass on the legacy of everything I've learnt. Um, <clears throat> I got something stuck in my throat. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. bullshit. Do you need more water? Yes, please. I'll grab some for you. Thanks, brother. Oh, man, I got <coughs> the gnarliest fucking cork in my leg, eh? <laughs> From yesterday? Oh, yeah, man. We just like it's a thanks, mate. It's a really good crew of dudes that train down here, but like it's full on. That's like stop. That's like the reason I like jujitsu. I guess it's because it's not like karate where it's like you're just doing some sparring and shit, uh, or like fake sparring. Yeah. It's actually like real fucking full contact all the time. <laughs> oh. Happy days. <clears throat> We're back. 
So yeah, it was, it was 13 years of yeah, all leading just up to it. all leading up to all the skills and everything I've learned and just I thought no one's made a children's water safety mm. fictional lifeguard book, yep. if you want to say. Um, or there's been some probably, but I just thought there's a bit of a niche there for, for kids. It's another way of getting a water safety message across. Yeah. Fun reading, um, a lot of cool stories in there. And at the end of every book, there's, uh, you know, like the first book's about, you know, rips and water safety and the second book's about heat stroke and sunburn. Mm. So it's just constant in the face safety. Yeah. <laughs> but make it fun. Yeah, yeah, make it read. something that make kids it, actually yeah. want to read and have like the characters and stuff yeah, behind so. it. Um, what was the the <clears throat> jet ski thing the cans that you guys did? <laughs> so uh, back in 2013, me and Jesse, uh, Pollock, one of the lifeguards on the beach, we rode a jet ski from Sydney to Cairns. Took us 16 days. It's 3,500 k's, and every every stop, um, we spoke to someone that was affected by mental health and suicide. Mm. You can watch a doco actually. It's on um, iTunes called The Right East Coast. Mm. Goes for about 45 minutes, and yeah, it's a bit of fun. Um, a lot of serious stuff in it, but also on you know, good good trip up the coast. Yeah, you were sort of saying that. Um I guess too that was at a time when it wasn't because it's definitely getting like more popular to talk oh, about. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like, there's I guess there's not as much of a stigma around the whole like mental health thing. Um, when we first started yeah, doing it, it was it. Uh, yeah, it was still very raw. Mm. People didn't really want to talk about it. Um, we had to persuade a lot of people to interview us and talk about it. But yeah, we we covered five different things um, that contribute to mental health and suicide that could contribute yeah um, one of them was someone that was gay we spoke to someone that had a, a physical a, a relationship with someone um someone that was just mentally not stable someone that was using drugs and alcohol and <clears throat> one was relationships so we covered like there's obviously other factors that contribute to those unfortunate yeah. events but we yeah five different we interviewed five different people in different towns along the east coast and yeah, they gave us the inside of their lives and how they dealt with the struggles. And and then on the ride, we had our own struggles, you know, getting caught at Hamilton Island for eight hours and getting stuck up at near Innisfail on on a mud, like flat thing with you crocodiles. Be, and You don't want to be there. That's some, that's you're awesome. a Gange in the water, um, rolled the ski a few times, <clears throat> a few times. So yeah, like it was a good story. Good, good, good to, to say I've done it. Yeah. But um, you wouldn't want to do it again. No, I'll definitely do it again, but it's it's just, you know, that was back in 2013 and it just constantly grew from there with other stuff. And I've there's so much mental... I still do the mental health stuff where I talk to people and encourage people to, mm. you know, to, to see people and, and, and be there for it. But I've kind of gone, well, I'm a fireman, I'm a lifeguard, skills that I know, let's just push it into live, learn, survive the business I started. So, mm. yeah, it's been it's been really interesting. It's been been fun. Um, you know, there's been times that it's been challenging, mm. but you know, I'm not the best public speaker. But when I get up and start telling the kids stories and pouring out the posters and doing the true and false questions and getting them to draw a home fire safety plan and get them asking questions, it's it's really really starting to lift now. So. And it's like there would there'd have to be like that <coughs> feeling of like fulfillment that oh, yeah. would come from you know kind of knowing you make a difference, and I'm sure you. You'd get a lot of people like, you know, messaging you and stuff like yeah, that through yeah, social yeah. media and shit that yeah, just sort of all around them. the world, um, saying like 
come do your courses in England and, you know, America or, you know, Perth, Adelaide. There's places where we're trying to get to all those people. It's just a bit of a time process. But I've already done six schools up in Brisbane. Yep. And we're in the process of maybe doing 7,000 kids over in Western Australia. Fuck yeah. So it's a start. And I've done it two schools in Sydney already. So it's like it's a new thing, but... We're doing everything properly and well. You know, we've got our insurances and we've got our stuff. We <clears throat> make sure we go to school with, you know, a guideline of what we actually teach and what the kids take away from it. Yeah. Not just going in there and just talk, you know, water and fire. We're actually There's trying like a curriculum to, based. Yeah, sort of we're, and we're it. trying to like model that to hopefully something that becomes like what Web, Webby's doing with um living, living. You know, it just becomes a thing and it, it's a bit of a it's a must thing that like a mainstay yeah within, main, yeah, 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 yeah yeah and which would be awesome i'd love to tell people the stories and the skills and yeah get them get them thinking and asking questions so what fires you up like just day to day like we we're talking about some like random shit about like the universe and stuff <laughs> like, like what what gets you going like i guess your rabbit hole topic oh well like i said before you know there's one of, there's only one of you and you know hopefully someone thinks like you and stuff like that so you just be the best version of you and if Mm. you're not the best version what's stopping you to being the best and constantly grow um i do get in my conspiracies a bit and stuff like that and uh just how the universe is and stuff but i'm just very open-minded with 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 everything um i don't take things too seriously in a way like obviously i take my jobs very seriously but just all in all Mm. Just it's just a ride. I'm just just taking it all in. Yeah, that's sick. What conspiracy stuff do you get <coughs> get into? I don't know. Like, um, I think there's more to space than what we've been told. I, I feel personally. I just yeah. think that it's more out there. Um, maybe they're keeping it <laughs> quiet. I don't, yeah, know. I don't yeah. know. I don't want to be too too. Um, no, that's all right. Too uh, out there, but I don't know. I just think it's just too good to be true. Um, that we'd be the only ones. Yeah, and you look at. Uh, one thing that blows me away you look at every star in the sky it's a potential sun mm. and around that sun are planets and there's billions of billions of stars in our galaxy and there's trillions of galaxies so just how I think I'm like well there has to be something more out there it's crazy when you think about in terms of like how, like how small this glass of water is to us and then how small this glass of water is to the table and then how small this table is to the house and then then like you said once you start going into this just planet earth and then the solar system and it's just like it just keeps going you got the universe expanding i mean how do you know what's you know we're on a parallel universe like just crazy stuff like that have you ever looked into fourth dimension stuff not really i I try and because i don't know for some reason whenever i look up like stuff on youtube and there's always some person like just having their own there's not really that much mathematical or science about it yeah yeah. and it's just kind of hard to to take in like i do watch the the cosmos on netflix uh with neil degrassi yeah yeah. Neil tyson oh yeah yeah like really interesting stuff um i love all that stuff but yeah sometimes the youtube videos or Mm. going deep deep um I don't know. I it's hard don't, to, know it's hard getting, to yeah. like, I'm very open-minded. I'll take everyone's opinions and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's that's valid. I mean, like the, the flat earth theory and all yeah. that stuff. Like, oh, yeah, you know, but, you know, like at the end of the day, you just, 
just, just there's um there's this crazy video like i went i went full into the whole fourth dimension thing but the craziest thing about the fourth di- and like don't think of the fourth dimension as like stranger things kind of yeah. shit right but there is like there's this crazy video i wish we could just pull it up but there's like a piece of paper so you got the piece of paper and it's two two dimensional and then it explains like what it would be like for that object to then go into the third dimension to yep. where there's like length width height kind of yep. thing and then they show uh it's all like a well basically like the way to explain it's like there's a flat cube that you just draw on a sheet of paper right so then that's locked into two two dimensions so there's like say if you're a person or an ant that like lived in that two-dimensional world then you could go this way and you could go this way but you could never go up yeah and then so you take that square and then you pull it up the same way that it is long so it's a perfect uh, like a cube and then all of a sudden now that ant can go up down across so it like unlocks that whole thing and then there's a way and they can they like draw but a cube in four dimensions and what's it called a um fucking god damn it i had it in my head just then um it's like a avengers like a tesseract that's what it is i think i'm pretty sure it's called a tesseract so then it's like they but then they show how that fourth dimension actually works, works but it's like it's a real mathematical thing but then there's all these like crazy equations around it to where like there would be no such thing as infinity like every like basically everything has and like all because of like gravity like nothing can ever be a straight line so if nothing can be a straight line then it means that eventually things the straightest line would actually turn into a circle and you're like so there's all fuck man all that crazy (laughs) shit and you're just like but i always then go back to us being the ant that's stuck in 3d yeah because there is a fourth dimension it's just we can't we can't perceive it the same way that when you were in that two-dimensional plane and all of your senses all of your consciousness everything has existed around that that two-dimensional plane whole nother world yeah and it like it is there we just can't see it it. yeah and then like like judd was just saying about like antimatter yeah and they reckon that the the universe is made up 70% of the universe is actually made up of dark matter or like antimatter yeah so it's like our, the entire weight of our universe and like you think about how many stars and how much matter is yeah. in those stars and more there's more antimatter than matter and you're just like what the fuck it's just it's like where do we where can we even start to like yeah, explain this shit eh? you can't you can, or you can but it's just you know constant struggle of not knowing and what's true and what's not true yeah and then that's i reckon that i'm a big believer i reckon someone out there all the studies that they would have like they would they might know a few things because but they they can't just tell everyone because people start losing their shit Mm. you know the world's based on religions and Mm. you know money and it's just it'll just if they said okay oh everything that we've been taught is a lie bullshit or a lie or you know this is what the whole world will just yeah, implode yeah. like people will be like you know all the rules will go out the window people will start you know killing other people for I don't know you know, I don't know you just, it'll just yeah. turn it, it, it the, the way that we're set out and we're being brought up is you know rules what you can and can't do you know have that that simple lifestyle mm. of well, it's like having your breakfast in the morning bounds. yeah yeah 
they, 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 the the big dogs that run the world they want people just to be ignorant and just not mm. look into things and just do their thing um but yeah like i don't know it's 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 such a crazy subject you can talk about it for years and there's so many people that can relate to how they mm. feel and what they think but I'll just conclude by saying I'm very open-minded. I take everything on board and I wouldn't be surprised if one day in our lifetime they say, oh, we found another life planet. Or mm. but, like The other day um, I saw a video of Donald Trump saying we're starting in... Oh, it's uh, the Space Force. Like, like, I straight away look at that and I go, okay, it might just be just him just being crazy and just doing it. Yeah. But like maybe he has got a warning that you know an attack's imminent or so I don't know yeah. like just weird stuff like that I just go there's stuff out there that they don't tell us it's fun to think about that shit it is it, 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 it really it's, it's exciting it's like oh well you know if they do ever release if they do find something or yeah um, I don't know it's just it's just constant constant not knowing but it's really exciting at the same time I want to be alive oh probably I want to be alive when they when they go, yeah, there's aliens. Yeah, because I want to see the. F- well, they reckon they reckon there are the, the or, like organisms and yeah, you know, little things on planets that are in Mars or whatever, but just actual things. But back to what you said about fourth dimension, how do they know that there's not just shit here now? Well, like what we what we see aliens are. Yeah. How do we know? Like when you go back to ancient aliens, they reckon that they've been here before. Mm. You know, you got the pyramids. Yeah. And you got. Um, the Stonehenge and all the have you been to Stonehenge I have I've yeah. driven past sorry I've driven past there yeah you but can I've see there it from the road but you but you like, go like, how, the, how the fuck did they get those rocks up there dude like it just blows you away and then um, is it in Peru or South America you got that that line mm. of like the I don't know some design from, from space yeah it's like a, a symbol yeah um, I uh, think the the problem with a lot of that stuff though is like you can jump to those conclude like it's yeah. really easy when you've got like x and you've got y then you can Put, make yeah make know, the dots meet exactly yeah, yeah. like there's a, the way that you want to make them meet yeah, yeah, yeah. there is like um there's a bunch of stuff where like but that's just, what the, that's what the thing that frustrates me is someone might have a the, the correct answer exactly yeah but nah so there's always someone going yeah but there's mm. always it's just a constant battle like um, the conspiracies with 9-11 and yeah. JFK like something something actually did happen as yeah. in like it actually happened because you know you know all of it happened but so many different conspiracies or like this that that and then one of the conspiracies you might hear might be true but there's so many other ones around it that they keep crossing it out like well that's like religion like I saw saying it's truthless before is like I just I know like well I don't know no but I've done all my own shit and come to the realization that God probably didn't create the world in seven days and that but I can't go to people and give them like I, <laughs> yeah. who, I, who am I like I don't have the answers I've got like in my own head and I've rationalized it out to where I'm like that's a crock of shit yeah but i'm just as i'm just as in the dark as they are so it's like we're in that really weird time period it's like we need a few more bits of information to like be concrete well you got elon musk doing awesome space stuff you got i'm sure there's people that we haven't heard of yet that are behind the scenes doing a lot of cool stuff um i reckon like hopefully in our lifetime they 
they have some answers, mm. you know, but until then, we just got to keep, <laughs> just watching, keep arguing. watching dodgy YouTube videos yeah. and like, you know, just people having their own versions. But I'm open minded to all that stuff. Like, yeah. I think there's going to be like a big psychedelic revolution as well. Yeah. Like people doing like mushrooms and, and different, um, you know, like DMT and all these like crazy psychedelic experiences. Because, like, if you listen to the people that talk about that kind of stuff, then it's so... um, They're all having the same experience of, like, the center of the universe and that whole thing. Because I think consciousness is the thing that we really need to figure out. Because it's like... It's like we were talking about before the podcast about, um, like, determinism and that there's, like, this chain reaction of physical events rooted in the rules of physics that happened since the big bang yeah and that they're like they're happening and in theory without human free will they would just happen in a very determined way and then it would get to a already kind of concluded endpoint based on the the math yeah but then what the variable in is all that is is human free will and it's like, is that, which is consciousness, is that detached well, from... Do you, do you believe, like, we already set out and what... Mm-mm. No. So you can con- mm. you can constantly change your... It's such a weird one, though, man. Because like, well, it's back like... to when I was trying to get in the fireys. I could visualize. Mm. I could feel it. I knew that I was going to get there, but I just Didn't hadn't got how. there yet. Didn't yeah. know how, but I was... It's weird. Like, you just... If you visualize and you think, like, send brain signals or yeah. something what it day job like that's a whole nother level of day, you know when you're yeah. thinking of someone um like the other day i was on the beach and i was i was driving the, the there was no one around driving along and i said to one of the guys i said oh that looks like um one of the the early morning swimmers that we always see like cheryl or someone like someone we always see and i go oh that's not her literally drove like 100 meters down the beach and then, and then she was yeah. but there was no one around i go yeah like like what are the chances of me thinking of her? Mm. Or like, and there was another time where um, I was in a car and I was like, you know, I haven't heard that Sultan's a swing die straights for a while. Yeah, and I kid you not. Like people don't probably believe me or anything. No, I've had that. But shit all but time. you just go, boom, next song. Not not next like few songs. Next song. Yeah, Sultan's a swing comes on. Um, I'm getting a bit deeper here, Keep even going, more. Mate. But Keep going. um. I was in involved, not involved directly, but I was in Bali for both Bali bombings. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was, I was there, and I, um, I was pretty young for the first one, but I remember the initial blast, like because our hotel was in Kuta, but it was in Legian where it happened. Mm. But I remember it, like I just remember it, like waking us up, no the glass shit. blew out, yeah, and people running down the street, all injured and that. I was like eight or nine, um, didn't really understand what was going on. Uh, and then obviously over time, like, you know, we kept going back as a family because we love Bali. Like, mum and dad used to have a timeshare there. And back in 2005, when the second bombing happened um, up in Kuta and Jimbaran Bay, mm. you know, the three suicide bombers. Yeah. Like, this is where it gets, you know, superstitious and stuff like that. I don't tell too many people this story because, you know, like, people just go, oh, bullshit. You yeah, know? no, keep, just keep so, going, mate. <laughs> so I'm, basically, I'm, I'm in. so what i'm trying to explain is is that night so leading up to the first bali bombings i remember we used to always go to different restaurants in the street that we we stayed in and then there was one restaurant that we hadn't eaten yet so from 97 to 2002 
we're always going to these restaurants. But there was this one restaurant, I can't remember what it was called, but we just never ate there. And the one night, I just remember as a kid, the one night we ate at that restaurant, the barley bowling happened, the big one. Fast forward a couple of years, mum and dad are like, nah, we're never eating that place again. Nah, 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 nah. So 2003, 2004, 2005, right? So three years later, I'm a bit old, I'm about 14 or 15 now at this stage. And I remember um, walking out and it was a Saturday night. I still remember clear as day and I go, mum, let's just go to this place. Um, And they still go, nah, it's superstitious. And I go, like, what? The chances of another something major happening, Fuck. mate. This is where it gets fucking yeah. weird and scary. Um, and like, okay. And I twisted their arms, twisted their arms, and then boom, we went to the restaurant. Kid you not, we had our entree. Within just finishing our entree of food, I just remember seeing not police, not ambulance, but military running down the road. And I've gone, oh, that's weird. Like you know, they're blowing the whistles and they're going mad. And I've gone, something's going on here. I just had that instinct that something wasn't yeah. right. And then actually see police and ambulance just and people like running like opposite and then they're all running this. So I'm like, just start doing surf lifesaving. Not as a lifeguard, but as a clubby, like I was, you know, a bit of first aid and I was like, oh, I wonder if I could help out, help out or see what's going on. I didn't know what was going on. Mm. Remember running down the end of the street and people that like, heaps of people that probably have been in Bali, yeah. just in Kuta Square there. Remember running up the Singasari Street, turning right and going up onto the corner. I remember seeing a guy with um, his leg badly, badly injured. I've gone, oh, someone's just gone mad with a, someone's. There's been a car accident or something, you know. Yeah. And I start walking down the the main down past the Matahari and that in that little thing, and there was a big ring of death. I've gone up, nestled my way a few people, and I just remember just like just myself in this situation where there's shitload of people all screaming and yelling people just going what, what's going on half the streets blacked out a restaurant's been blown out not being graphic but one guy had his leg gone um, chick, one chick was um, unconscious over on the ground and just hit me fuck like what happened in the Sari club you know mm. the initial bomb and then outside the big car bomb happened I go I'm in an area here where I'm a sitting duck yeah right so I just remember just going oh, like I couldn't I couldn't help anyone because it's like I was still pretty young I didn't really know it and then just in the back of my mind it's like get back to the hotel so I remember running back to the hotel and mum and dad were into me you know, for being an idiot but thank god nothing else happened but yeah. but initially like you know how things just happen yeah um, yeah that, that, that's a story where I was like superstitious like how things yeah, happen you, where yeah you um, wonder like your influence over well yeah not influence but just like it's crazy to think and consciously like I could probably never go to that restaurant thinking that maybe something will happen then probably people have that um, problem with other things in life mm. you know or you know if I do this or it interferes with my relationship or whatever but this is where it gets weird 9-11 I was in Thailand mm both Bali bombings I was in Bali I was in America as a lifeguard over there uh, in the panhandle in Florida when the BP oil disaster happened so mm. all that all the that oil coastline there. coastline I was there for that I was in America for when they shot down um, MH317 I was <laughs> where was I was in Fiji when the tsunami I was in Fiji for when the tsunami hit the Boxing Day tsunami like all these things, whenever I go away, something happens. Oh, um, two, last year when I was in England, I was there for, I was in London or uh, somewhere close 
Oh, sorry, I was just about to go to um, England, Manchester happened. And then while I was in England, that guy went mad on the, the bridge. So, no like, shit. I always have this thing over me that, like, big things happen when when yeah. I'm away or when I, when I go away. Um, yeah, thankfully, the, the closest one was Bali. But, um, yeah, all of them is just weird stuff. So, like, you know, when you go, things just happen. Yeah. Always have this thing on my shoulder going, like... <laughs> That's heavy. Bit of a black cloud. Dude, I had the, <laughs> my closest thing to that was um, when the France terror attack happened, the one in Paris. So I used to do tons of filming for like motocross and yep. supercross. And so. Trying to. Oh um, and so when I, I had my flights booked and it was to film this dude, James Stewart, go to race in um, France, so like Bercy, Paris, supercross. Yep. And then, so I was like all G'd up. I'd just gone to Switzerland and then two weeks later, I'd go on to France. So then like tickets, everything's got them. And then one of my favorite bands is Deftones. Yep. And so I, I was like, fuck, Deftones is playing in France, in Paris, the night that I'm there. Yeah. And it's the night before Supercross. So I'll go to Supercross, I'll go to the Deftones, then I'll go to Supercross and then I'll fly back to LA. And, I, um, and then that, that rider, he got hurt. So then they were like, oh, you could, you can still go. Like, you've already got the tickets. But I just did Switzerland yeah. for the so Geneva. Like so I just clipped it, right? I was like, nah, fuck. I, I just got to go. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, staying home. And then, dude, fucking all my friends still went. None of them were into Deftones. So none of them went to the concert. But that fucking concert was the one that, yeah. where the yeah. bomb went off. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like I was this, this it's close crazy, to standing It's in crazy, It's crazy how like your time can be up. Mm. Um, and like, that's where you, like, you just go, life's too short. You don't know what's around the corner. Yeah. Just do you, be the best you can be. Have a crack. That, <laughs> dude, another, another crazy one was um, the Vegas shooting. Yeah, yeah. I was with, I was in New York with, a friend of mine runs a lot of nightclubs like yep. they own a bunch of nightclubs so they have like they're like 60 or 70 people that work from at nightclubs and so we're at a club in New York which is one of the ones that they owned as well yep. so we're just partying it was after the Ryder Cup for golf yep. and um, and I I like see him like just sitting there like on his phone all fucking down and I was like dude what's up and like I, you know, I had a few drinks put my arm around I was like fucking what's up man yep. he's like oh dude there's a fucking terrorist attack in Vegas right now because for the first like few hours it was crazy to see because no one knew what was going on nah and you know what was crazy man it gave me like a new perspective for the confusion that happens in these scenarios because everyone thought it was a terrorist attack everyone thought it was multiple shooters yeah. like there was a bunch of stuff that was going yeah, on yeah the media just throw things out there and like they just don't yeah, know until a couple of days after well this is all like pre-media so I'm like on my phone trying to figure out um what's actually going, going on. on and i can't there's no news articles it wasn't until maybe like six hours later because we stayed it all up, started coming yeah, out yeah we stayed up all night in the end and a lot of those initial reports were actually wrong as yeah. well which was crazy to see how wrong it was yeah. but it was like cnn was like putting shit out but yeah man fuck like watching all the texts come in from like all of his Mates all of his stuff. staff and yeah. shit and they're like hiding on a table it was chaos bro yeah. and like we see like when you're on the receiving end of like the headlines 
and you know barley yeah. bombing but yeah, it's yeah. like your story of like being there being on the ground yeah, yeah, and yeah. seeing it like you just it's really hard to get the perspective of how, a perspective of but, how chaotic those events are and that's depending on what the situations are um can impact how you think like mm. you're saying and and how it, it can impact you and how it can change you you can turn to drugs and alcohol or you can you know be really down in the dumps or you know lock yourself in a room mm. and just so like i actually hit a crossroads when i was 16 i didn't really um elaborate too much but my first day as a lifeguard at Bronny beach so i did my traineeship uh and part of the traineeship was you work at bondi you work at bronte one week on one one week at Bronny. Bondi, mm. Bronny. So I did my first week at Bondi, and then my second, my first day at Bronte, um, had a guy jump off a cliff at Bronny Park or the Bronny Headland, just mm. um, you know, just south of Bronny there. And I remember just like getting the binoculars and seeing him floating and gone off. Oh, like this is this is real stuff, you know. End up getting him in, and um, I remember Kerbox looking at me going, like, oh, I have a go, and I I, I reckon. First time I ever seen a dead body. First time I ever seen a traumatic thing, and I think it was at that moment where I could have gone, "Oh, this isn't for me," or mm. "This, this is too full on," or uh, I just, you know what, I'm just gonna have a crack and start doing it. And um, that night I was like, "Yeah, like, is this for me?" Or mm. you know, um, you know, I know guys that have dealt with stuff and they turned to alcohol and drugs and stuff like that. And you're like. Like I, I could be honest here, I've never touched drugs. I've, I, I had the odd drink here and there, but yeah, I've never. I've been around it mm. my whole life, but just something. I don't know. Just never really. I've always just had. Um, I don't know what I'm looking for. Just not meant. Like, I don't judge anyone for doing it. It's just if I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. If mm. I'm not, I go home. Mm. My my drug of choice is bourbon and coke. If I have a bourbon and coke, uh, half the time the bouncers come up to me, go, mate, what have you taken, mate? I'm. <laughs> Just on life, just mate. Yeah. 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 So it's it's just but what I'm saying is this: I've just made that decision at a young age when I was 16, faced with something really, really traumatic, and going, you know what? I'm gonna from that day on, I was gonna try and just muscle through it. Muscle mm. through it. Um, you know, I had a few other mental health things after that with other people on the beach. Uh, you know, a few suicides and self-harmers and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I really want to do something about this and help people. So that's how the jet ski ride eventuated. And then, you know, it's just things just stem from sometimes unfortunate events. Mm. And um, that's what I'm trying to get at is people always trying to think good things make you progress through life. But dealing with traumatic things, dealing with bad things, dealing with things that um, no one else deals with. Mm. Oh, why me? Why me? But you know what? It's just a story. Mm. You, you, you just think of your life as a story and the first couple of chapters have been a bit rough or you've had a good childhood or a bad childhood and you know like life's boring if it's just a plain mm. old book or plain old fucking ride just think of a you know waterborne park in bali you know just cruising around the the lagoon in the in the in a floaty or you want to go down the big steep one and yeah like i don't know like i just use different analogies different things that make me get psyched up and go you know like just write your own book yeah. just have a crack and everyone I think when you're sitting on that porch hopefully you make it 80 or 90 and you're sitting there and you, you're rocking, rocking on your chair you just go you know what I've had I've had I've made mistakes I've, I've had my bad days I've had my good days I've had friends I've had no friends like just kind of 
all in all, you want to be the day you die or the day you you, you nearly end. Go, yeah, like yeah, I, I live life. I live life. You know, mm. um, and that's that's how I look at. It. I just, I just. There's so much stuff that I have done where I'm like, oh, I don't talk about it too much because you don't want to like talk yourself up or anything. Mm. And I always have, find that like I'll be talking to someone, they go, oh, so what are you doing? I tell them that. Oh, but what else you know? And then you constantly, mm. and by the end of the day, you go, fuck, like you, you got to be it on. It's just like, well, I don't see it like that. I just just keep doing, yeah, just keep doing what I, what I know, and um, yeah, and you do hit, you do hit crossroads, and you do hit downs, and you do hit people that you think that are in your life but really they're not and mm. you know people come and go in, in and out of your life and that's what a lot of people if you surround yourself with people that are negative or people that are jealous of you or people that are envious or people that just just try and limit you to branching your wings they're not really your mates like yeah. you people hear that all the time but they're not and people that are scared of losing a core group of friends or trying to please other people when really like how many people would listen to this would go fuck um, I'm really worried about what what Pete thinks of me you mm-hmm. know and, and I did a podcast the other day and oh you know he made a comment and, and it wasn't really not like you go you know what that person is probably saying that comment for five seconds and then he's not even thinking about you mm-hmm. so you're you're still dwelling on something that it was a comment that was just a bit of a joke or you know trying to be a bit of a dickhead mm. but that's what problem people focus on that one comment or yeah. that one action or that one um you know if you say you know before um you know i was i was trying to you didn't get back to me with the about the address i was like i was just oh, that's all good i was just i was just waiting to feed yeah, it because you're, you're yeah, still with yeah, our yeah, mate yeah. but you know you could there's people in the world that go fuck what are you wasting my time let's not go back to me but yeah. like, that, that's what i'm saying like you can't yeah, you dude. can't please everyone. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. And, and if people uh, don't give you the time of day, and then they try and shut you down, really, like, don't waste don't don't waste your time and your breath on them because they're not they're not wasting their time on you. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. And it's that whole like the world's ultimate predator kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it, that's fucking such a great way to look at life because you know it takes a bit of pressure off you at that point Mate, you know i'm telling you this is the bit like it's a pretty shit one but i, I kind of visualize right a boat at a port or a, a a dock yeah and it's tied down with ropes right and that boat is something negative or someone that's upset you or um you know drugs or alcohol it could be anything that's just a bad influence or something that just makes you not feel good yeah could be a person could be a thing could be anything life in general but I just visualized for some reason I could just it's a nice beautiful day just walking along this wooden dock you know it's no no wind no nothing doing and I just got this <laughs> that sounds violent got this big machete and it, the boat's tied down and it's all the things that are making me worried and making yeah. me second guess myself and making me keep my wings in, in my shoulders not branching them out mm. and I just honestly just by doing the things of going around and cutting ties you know mm. they say cutting ties yeah. I take that as walking around and just in one one swing bing 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 and just letting the fucking thing the wind just, just suddenly picks up and yeah. just drifts off yeah. see you later fucking I'm on the I'm on the dock mate yeah. see you later it's all good that's how I like you, and you have the control of letting that boat go mm. A lot of people think, oh, it's stuck with me. It's staying with me. Nah, fucking cut the tires. Boom, 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 boom. You might be a bad... 
they might think you're a bad person for cutting them out of your life or not doing the norm. Mm. But really, it's not making you happy inside, is it? Well, I mean, fuck, dude. <laughs> that's, like, that's how I look at it. And no, it's, it's so really true, man. And like me and Adam were talking about it. Like I I'd said in the podcast with him the other day, like just re- it's like hard, like when you're in relationships and you're getting like more people that like, you know, you're partnering with somebody. And yeah. so you're kind of taking on a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Baggage. And like with their friend, you know, it's, whether it's your partner or friends, then certain people come attached with those yeah. people and like I'm in, I've had some shit lately where I'm like fucking struggling to deal with those people. Yeah, oh yeah, cuz they don't they don't some, sometimes the thing everyone's different. Yeah, sometimes exactly. people don't get you. Yeah. You try and explain what we're talking about before about the universe and that like after people will be like no, so they just want to close their mind to they it. They do. Yeah. And like you, you can't, but you know what? You just go, yep, yeah, no worries. Just visualize the machete coming out and just cutting ties. Yeah. You can still be friendly with them, still be respectable. Don't, you know, and don't I don't want you to fucking be the worst person weight. to a horrible yeah. person to them, but I just want you to just go in your mind, you go, okay, that person, but you know what? This is where if someone's on that boat and they want to come out of the dock, they can come out of the dock and, and, and set the lines back up again. Yeah. It's not like the boat's gone forever. It can be gone forever. Yeah. If no one's on there. So I'm just keep adding no, to the story. But there's another one where um I, I really like this one. So you got you got the shepherd, you got the sheep, and you got the person next door in the paddock next door. Mm. The sheep look up to the shepherd, so the sheep follow the shepherd or the the, the, the master. The shepherd relies on the sheep to keep his power. The bloke next door is mates with the shepherd and the sheep. He pats the sheep. Hey, how are you? All good. Shakes his hands with the shepherd. But really, oh, mate, I like to be the bloke next door in the paddock where I don't have people following me. I don't have to please the sheep. Mm. I have my lush grass on my paddock. I'm sitting there. I'm still mates with the bloke, but I'm just doing my own thing. Yeah. I could plant whatever I want to plant over there. I don't have to worry about anything. And I know it's as selfish as it sounds, but you but you got to worry about yourself. Your well, health is everything. Well, there's a there's a great analogy, and I've fucking flogged it to death on the <laughs> podcast so far. But there's an analogy of like the champagne sh- flute shower thing. So it's like you've got the you've got all these champagne flutes, and they're fucking making this thing. You know, like the Great yeah, Gatsby yeah. when yeah, they yeah, pour. Yeah. So it's like without feeling like if you take that cup, so you're the top cup. You take that cup away. Now try and make a champagne shower. It can't happen. It can't, yeah. You just like kind of got four fucking half full things here. And, and it's, it's going everywhere. Sinking down to the bottom. It's just a shit show. And then, so it sort of seems selfish to go, I need to fill up my cup first. Yeah. But it's not. It's like necessary. You, you can't. <laughs> you need if You, you have to if you're fill not happy your with, on This is it. If you're not happy with yourself, how can you be happy for someone else? Yeah. That's why there's a lot of negativity in this world. Yeah. If you focus on yourself and you're the happiest person you can be, you have, obviously have your downs. But if you can go, you know what? I just got to really get my my mind strong, and then you start taking on other people's mm. issues, or start to be a well, better version got, of yourself. Yeah, you've got room to do that but because there's not these holes in you in within you. If you're not happy, then yeah. you can't help other people. Yeah, you and can, like, but it's just not you're not you're not being true to yourself. Yeah, and it's like it is hard to it is hard to help someone when you're a fucking shit show yourself. Yeah. Like you want to if you want to give somebody your best advice and you want to be there for someone you genuinely want to help them you have to be able to come from a place of knowing like your own because shit because it could like go being, negative very quickly yeah. and go yeah fuck the world's fucked this 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 ah shit oh. <coughs> just oh. yeah right you know what I mean yeah 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 I think too like because man I've been thinking a lot about that lately with like I've been training a lot yeah. with jujitsu, and it's like I'm just fully in it fucking down the rabbit hole and it's like I 
you, you, I have days where I like really just question it in general. I'd be like, man, I'm just fucking ro- rolling around on the ground with other dudes, and it's like mm. it's a competition. Axel, what up? But it makes you happy. But there is like an element of that. Yeah, so you can easily look at it and just be like, oh, it's kind of stupid. Like, it is pointless. But it's like when I'm there, I'm fully in the moment. And it, I get a feeling of accomplishment because I know how hard it is. Mm. And then I'm around like-minded people that also appreciate how hard it is. And you do it together. And then you come out the mm. other side of it. So it's like, but to do that, that's a selfish endeavor. Like it's selfish of me to then, cause I do have responsibilities and I do have shit yeah. where like a podcast has probably been late because I've gone to go yeah. train, but it's, it is this overall positive thing because here I am devoted to uh, a pursuit that is super challenging and then I'm getting something out of it. And the something that I'm getting out of it allows me to give so much yeah. more to all the other facets of my life. You're mentally strong, you're physically strong, and you feel good. Yeah, there's just a general happiness can there. I, can, I, can I say one thing? I'm a bit embarrassed, but I've been... <laughs> They always doubted Pilates, right? Always going, nah, it's not for me. It's not for me. How good is it? It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I, I've done four sessions now, and like, I just, it's just, I'm still doing the the cardio and the weights, and yeah, you know, all the the, the manly, all you know, with all the stuff where like for the farm and a life, you need to be, in, but just just doing Pilates. Yeah, have <laughs> you just, done like much yoga and stuff? I have over the years, but like, it's not, no, it's too. I need to be constantly moving and yeah, at least with yeah. Pilates you can kind of get the movements but yeah but yeah like like I said I've just been falling into that and I've been I've been enjoying it like yeah. no shame there I'm just like yeah no worries yeah it's, it's good for the mind it's good yeah. for your, your core and it's actually making me run better and lift better and yeah. do so and it's it like is, it is like a selfish thing for you to go and take that out to do Pilates yeah. and you can you can be hard on yourself for doing it but then is it giving you an ability to give more Definitely. to other areas of your life? Definitely. And so the, the moral is be a little bit more selfish so you can give more. Yeah, and dude, it's so true. And like, that's the one, like me and my girlfriend, we have a fucking good relationship in that sense. Yeah. Because I've seen so, and I've been in relationships before where... Very controlled and... Well, there, the, yeah, there's this thing that happens where it's like, if I want to go to say jujitsu training, and I'm going twice a day, you every day. Go. Well, it takes away, it makes that other person feel like they're not worth right. as much as that. Yeah, so, it's not true. Yeah, it's like, it's not true. Like I'm doing this, but like there's a lot of reasons you why gotta, I'm doing yeah. this, but it's like, it, it becomes their ego is damaged yeah. by how much time you want to spend away yeah. or how much time you'd, you'd rather be doing this yeah. than that. It's like, no, I just need this. I yeah. need this thing. For, for to, my mind. To then yeah. give all the other stuff. Yeah. And, and that's where I'm, super lucky in the in the yeah. relationship i'm in is that that just goes well, without saying i've got a fiance and yeah she's she's like you said before i got a little bit on and she's very accommodating and she's very um you know she she's my biggest supporter she's always mm. supporting me so it's it's good to have that support because i probably wouldn't be half the person i am today if i didn't have that support because you mm. know you'd be constantly going oh like you know, if everyone, most people have relationships and if you have a negative relationship, then you can't really mm. grow, can you? I think it's hard, man. Like there's so many people that are in these relationships and that's why I think it's important to talk about like that whole analogy. Cause I've like spoken to people about that stuff and they've been like, it's kind of like clicked in their head and it's like they, 
and I think that's why there's like really good authors. Like, um, have you listened to much of Jordan Peterson stuff? No, I haven't. No. You should look at some of his stuff. It's really cool. It's like, it's really simple shit, but it's very, it's like stuff where you're like, man, I've kind of always believed that, but I've never really been able to articulate yeah. it. And once you can articulate something, it means it's you can kind of understand it. Yeah. And with, um, when I tell people that analogy of like that champagne shower, I think it does help people click. And it's like you, especially on a relationship front where it's like you're, um, you get in an argument because it's like, I just want to fucking ride my bike or fuck it. Just let me surf woman, you know? And it's like, because they, they know that they want to surf, but it's like, they, do they really know the reason? And then are they able to articulate it to their partner and communicate it? Because I I really feel like you could have a chick that just sucks, but, and you know, you have the argument over, just fucking let me go with my mates. (laughs) But when you actually turn around and really said like, Hey, this is the reason I need this. And mm. it's not because I don't want to be around you. It's that I need this. It's like soul, soul food. Soul, yeah. You know, like you, need to, you just need to, re- yeah. Like you need to energize yourself with what makes you happy and what gives you something back. So, and I get, man, dude, when I can't train for like a week, oh, mate, I'm the I same. get so frustrated. Mate, like I'm training tonight and I train yesterday. Like I train every day. Cause mm. if I didn't like, I would be agitated. I'll be like, Oh, you I go slowly yeah yeah yeah, like yeah you do mate and like and it's like you know with um it all comes down to you know ec- regular regular ec- regular exercise and clean eating or eating relatively healthy you know yeah. don't just eat kale for for the rest of your life but you know have a have a relatively healthy healthy diet and hey your mind's strong your body's strong and then mm. you can just be the best version of yourself and i think that it really comes out of um especially like I think that we're really trained to see growth or like progression through shit. And there is like a really good feeling that comes from um, like, you know, with weights or with surfing and like, oh, I'm getting better at surfing. Like I'm, I started off on a longboard and I was like, could barely stand up. And now, now, yeah, now I've got a shortboard and I'm like, oh, I'm going right and left. And I'm, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, there's this. There's always that constant thing where you got to get to the peak of of where you got to get to yep. and either keep that up or find change it up and thing, find yeah. a new thing yep. that would um yeah like, and then learn a new school because you never once you learn how to surf you never got to really yeah, it might be a bit rusty on the edges mm. but you never got to forget how to surf so there's there's one thing in the basket that you can do Le- learn how to play basketball learn how to you know do jiu-jitsu or then yep. that's another skill you got so you can surf you can play basketball you got jiu-jitsu Oh, um, like it doesn't even have to be sport. It could be yeah, anything. Exactly. Oh, I want to learn how to fly a plane. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, sweet. That's a skill. You, you might get a bit rough around the edges. Photography. Know. You might get it. Like I said, you might get rough around the edges if you don't. If you get to the peak of it and you can't really because of work or whatever, you can't ex- yeah. go into that next level. But if it's just a hobby, then you know you have got those things that you can tap into at yep. any given time that will make you relive the happy moments that you've had. Yeah, leading up to it. And I think that it's the sun. It's it's funny like because from being a white belt at jiu-jitsu like it's it given me appreciation of like being a white belt like yeah. there's like there's a lot of beauty what, what's in the highest belt black black so it goes white blue purple brown black and it's yeah. like what is it judd do you think about 10 15 years to get a legitimate black belt yeah so it's like it's a really hard martial art to get a black belt at yeah but it's been this concept for, like it's a conceptual thing as well as me actually doing it but when you're a white belt right 
that is the steepest learning curve. You're going from zero knowledge to to yeah. like what? Like it's a really steep curve. Really big of, curve, yeah. Yeah, and there's so much like fulfillment that comes in that. And I think that more people need to go really outside their comfort zone, get a white belt in something fucking really random yeah. because whether or not it's you're going to get a black belt at it or and and not not something. saying it's something not saying you need to do a martial art where there's a belt system yeah. but you if you start if you never played golf and you go to a driving I love range golf. love golf yeah well it like yeah so you're a white belt if the day you start golf yeah so obviously there's no belts associated yeah. to golf yeah yeah but it's but just it's i know that, what you mean. that concept that concept because when you first start playing and you can barely hit, hit the ball in the trees and it's going yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then you're like oh, i hit a fairway I just hit a green in regulation. Put it this way, I'm at the point now where I could hit four, like a par, a four, um, a par four, and I could get to the green in three or four. But my putting game's shit, so I got to yeah, focus right, on my putting game. But, but yeah, like from going in the trees and zigzagging and knowing what irons to use and what yeah. drivers to use and to actually yeah, having a crack, it's it's and it's it's good for the mind too. Yeah, you, know, you get a few like like-minded mates to have yeah. a game and. Yeah, a bit of competition and bit of bit of fun, bit of banter, mate. It's 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 what um, you know, blokes in general mm. love. You know, having that banter, having the mateship, having a, a bit of competitive nature. Like, yeah. well, I think like you've just got to go back to. I always try and take whatever issue or psychological wherever I'm at, whatever concept I'm pondering, I try and reverse that back to like yeah. pre-farming pre yeah. you know pre-human history kind yeah. of thing like that very first thing and i think that um because that's like another problem that i think people get into in relationships is it's like really easy for dudes to have outlets like whether it's fishing whether it's hunting whether it's surfing whether it's golf mm. it seems like the list of hobbies that is in the man column versus the list of hobbies that's in the woman column it's like it's to me it seems like there's a longer list of guy yeah. things in, in terms of generally speaking yeah. so it's like I think that's a that's definitely like a lending problem to some relationships as well is that it's so easy for guys to find other yeah. guys to do shit but like how many chicks are going to golf together on Sundays yeah it's not yeah know, it's not it's, the same sort of thing I know what you mean but um but I fucking just fully lost where I was going with all this shit. <laughs> just got just got lost. But I think, oh, so with the, yeah, like that golf thing, going out with your mates, it's it fulfills like a really deep, deep-rooted like hunter thing. Yeah. Where I think it, it is just going hunting and you're a pack of guys yeah, yeah, yeah. and there is wolf competition. Yeah. There was one of us and, yeah. then, and, then, and, then, and then there were three. <laughs> but I think that... How that, about that drive-in? Yeah. <laughs> Guess what they call it? Sin City. <laughs> oh, that was such a Classic fucking good movie. Um, but yeah, it's like, I feel like there is that element of that like hunter thing and it's like you've got that competition and it's whether, you know, you could apply it to golf, so thing you footy yeah, it's like that yeah, real man yeah, like there's yeah. something in us that kind of yeah, drives that so definitely. there's there's certainly a point where you have to feed all of those primal instincts yeah now you do and then but then i think there's another part of society that's trying to like dumb down those instincts as well yeah don't you reckon yeah mate it's just a constant there's always something going on <laughs> like always something you, yeah it. you just just gotta just take it in your stride mate uh, at the end of the day i just gotta worry about you know 
what makes me happy yeah, and, and, putting give, it back to the individual. And, and giving back to the community in both the jobs that I do and the other stuff that I'm doing like if you just focus on those and focus on the positives then a lot of the time the negatives just disappear mm. and and then the happy days and then other negativity things coming in then you just work on them it and it comes easier though yeah I think that there's another thing and again like it's something I've been thinking about that goes back to that like evolution style thing where it's like we do focus on the negative right so mm. like let's say you get 50 comments on your Instagram mm. 49 of them are positive what's the one that is going to linger in your mind the one the negative yeah. one and but you have to a lot think, of people focus on the negatives yeah I know you're going with this it's, and it's it's hard not to though because if you think about um, again pre-human history and you're out and you see a velociraptor and you're like what should you focus on the negative of that motherfucker ripping you up like you should focus on so when you're in this existence and it's like daisies flowers two puppies cuddling something cool over there fluffy tree velociraptor (laughs) you you need to focus on that fucking thing or you're getting tore up and then it's like now when they say the person off for the fairies and they just get hit by a car or something like that it's you're right like people if you block out if you block the out the negative and the dangers and things mm. like that yeah you, you're not going to survive in this cruel cruel yeah what's the word predator predatorial the ultimate predator yeah, yeah the just, ultimate predator word just sitting on you a need, predator yeah, yeah you've just got to just be constantly just walk around like Rambo but just. I think that the problem though now is that we still have that instinct to look for the negative yeah but it's not stuff that's trying to kill us physically anymore. It's just stuff that's trying to hurt us. In, in that emotional, in, emotional mental... Yeah. yeah. Because now, like, we're in a house. Like, we shut all these doors right now. Let's say there is a velociraptor out there. <laughs> we're safe. Yeah, like, it can't get to us. Unless, <laughs> unless it breaks through the window, but... Yeah, but in, in this <laughs> yeah, world... No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying this world, that velociraptor ain't doing shit. Yeah. So <laughs> then, we've got room now in our mind like our mind that part of our that's that's mind been eliminated that's yeah. just yeah like so it's like what does this negativity bias like that negativity bias has got us to this point and we just yeah, there's something so else. now there's the, it's the instagram comments it's comparing yourself it's the next person, door neighbor next yeah. door neighbors flash Dog car or, shitting yeah. on your fucking lawn you know? <laughs> yeah. so it's like yeah it's like we have that negativity bias that got us to this point but now it's turning into a real dick yeah but i don't think people are aware of Of that that, negativity bias so it's something that i've been really trying to think about as well and then it's like who are the people that are making those comments like should i even be listening to the type of person that would leave a negative comment in terms of like if it's not constructive and well written and like actually seems like it's come from a genuine constructive place then it's like you've got to wade through that shit as well being like mm. should I even listen to this person nah, nah, nah. but again just I just, yeah I just think it's hard because oh, it is hard. are it wired is hard, towards oh, definitely. it that's, and that's what stems from mental health like mm. you know people can't handle the those people saying mean things or the negative impact in their life that makes it think that you know life's not worth living like that's mm. where like I always get my head around like you know when people actually commit to doing that it's just like wow like it has to be pretty pretty bad mm. and um get my head around that like i still can't understand you know what i mean like it's, it's just me as a person because i'm not in that state to, mm. to to visualize it but seeing the aftermath is it, it is it does have an impact on me going wow like 
person must have been pretty pretty down to, mm. to, to do what they've done so you know hopefully like me and you would <laughs> keep being positive and like you yeah. know if just people around us keeping positive and then hopefully the people that we surround ourselves with aren't the people making the negative comments to other people yeah well I think that there's definitely got to be like can you imagine if you could go back to school now and oh. like you got bullied right what you'd say to the bully yeah you'd be like fuck are you alright yeah you're good mate yeah, yeah. like what's yeah. what's yeah. wrong is your dad a cunt <laughs> but like because that's probably yeah. what's, well, what's going, going on, on. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then like but when you're a kid you just get so like shocked so, by this yeah, kid or yeah either, either angry or you know yeah. you fight or yeah or you hide and you go and turn into a shell but yeah if you generally go mate you smile like kill if someone wants to really upset you you put a smile on your face and you go look mm. without being sarcastic but like mate what have I done to you mate yeah, yeah. like put the bit of a sob story I'm like why, why, why are you hitting me in the face for me yeah what have I done to you but the thing like, it's I just, guess it's like that that thing of there's got to be somewhere that that comes from oh. for that person to do that because mm. it's like again it's like um, what you just said before about the people that get to that ultimate place of like suicide and you you think like as a person that's had your because all we are man is a accumulation of our lived experience yeah some people get it worse than others oh definitely oh and and that's and it's like us talking you know the, the cool things i've done and and to where i am now but i do understand that people that are listening probably have had a, a really rough childhood mm. or a rough couple of years or potentially got to have rough couple of years like i could have a rough couple of years coming up like mm. you just don't know what's going to come around the corner but the people in the past all I would give advice to them if if I can throw something their way is tomorrow's a new day mm. if you're at rock bottom do something different that day that's going to better your life tomorrow mm. if it's you know cancelling something out that's negative or you know training or doing I, I don't know you just got to start somewhere and then once yeah. you get what is it is you'll probably know this is it eight days or something to break a habit Mm, oh, yeah, like you know, say if you're addicted to sugar, like yeah, you know, I think it's, it's like there's something, some, something about like if you just stick with it for six or eight or ten days, then your body would maybe reset itself and, mm. and you just continue to grow. Well, Bliss was saying that when we did the podcast with him, that he started doing um, this uh, gratefulness um, writings in the morning, so he keeps like a diary, and every day he has to list something new three things new in his life that he's grateful for and it's like man even if your life fucking sucks right now there's three things that you are grateful for food or potentially yeah. a shelter yeah. and living in a, in a free world or you surrounding you know you can yeah you can walk down to the news agency and get a bottle of milk and not be shot at or yeah you know have bombs flying over your head mm. like yeah there's three things right straight away that we yeah. just named and even when life isn't going as good as it could be there's still if you're alive there's still three things that you could be <laughs> grateful for yeah. and it's like if you if if every day you're challenging yourself to find new things to be grateful for because that's just part of like what you do now then you go like ah oh, things, things right, are so right. i'm all right, you, you're forcing yourself to like think about a good thing. Mm. So it's like just something as simple as that. But it's it's the people that like it. You've got to be in a fucking bad place to not even be able to bring yourself to put mm. 
pen to paper to write three things. But like you said before, you send that bully that you you went to school with that ripped in you, just walking up to him and giving him a big hug and mm. going, mate, let it out. Mm. Mate, come on, let's go. Let's get some fire in their belly, you know? Mm. Like, you know, put Dara Braithwaite horses on. Get them, to, get them to start singing the chorus, you know? Come yeah. here. Get up. Get up. And if you said that to someone, like, that's a bit down, like, you know? Yeah. Hopefully, nine times out of ten, they crack a smile and they're like, yeah, know, they might push you over. Get up. Come yeah. on. You fucking lazy. <laughs> like, you know, just yeah. just get them, get them a bit psyched and get them... Getting them fired up. Getting them fired up. You know, come on, let's, let's go. Let's, let's get out there. And, that's, and if you, you know... That's sometimes I've used that approach where someone's really down in thumbs and you walk over to them, are you okay? It actually sometimes makes things worse. Mm. Oh, is it? Is there something that's not okay? Oh, or is there, should there oh, be something oh, wrong? Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah, so, but if you walk over, like, I'm just thinking of a, this time where a couple of weeks ago I walked into town, one of the guys was a bit down about a relationship or something. And I walk over and I can just tell, like I didn't, I didn't want to do the whole, um, oh, are you okay? Like yeah. just really, hey, hey. Get up. Yeah. We're going for a walk. Let's go get a coffee, mate. Let's go. Come yeah. on. And walk over to him. Like, I know him pretty well. So yeah. Get up. Yeah. Let's go. So when you got that, um, a bit of bit of fire in your belly to inspire someone, getting someone hyped up, mm. you have a crack. Yeah. Fuck. And it's crazy too that... The Try it next time. You have a mate that's a bit down the dumps. Yeah, at I'm gutted now. Yeah, I'm gutted now. Yeah, I'm gutted Yeah, it's like the the ripple effect of negativity and positivity and like because it made me think about it with like road rage it's like you everyone's everyone's got it (laughs) yeah but if you're if you're that guy and i've been that guy i'm not coming from i'm not preaching as this perfect fucking angel yeah i've come from that a place at times where i feel like fuck you fucking you know <laughs> you're just lighting up flying off the handle hey, anything i feel driving a big red fire truck on the other side of the road when you know yeah, in the I city bet. especially you got people with earphones in they have no idea what's going on mm. or, or <laughs> without being without being a little bit mean you know they're the ones where you get on the air horn and you just, just wake up australia <laughs> but that Ooh, like but that's different get, to i wouldn't say that's road rage no nah, that's just that's like, you've got a fucking job to do like there's some <laughs> people get getting cooked in a house yeah, and you've yeah. got to fucking get, get it out. yeah but um like yeah you get that road rage thing but i always think about like um so yeah it's like you um you cuss out someone you fucking cockhead fuck blah yeah. blah blah and then that person then just, just carries that rage <laughs> oh. and then they get home and then their kid hasn't done the dishwasher just, you're like do the fucking <laughs> dishwasher for fuck and then all of what you it's just put in, yeah. onto him, yeah. then he puts onto his kid, oh, and then his just, kid it's goes a domino, to. It's a domino yeah. effect, mate. Yeah, and like you could fuck yourself over thinking about. The, oh, definitely that whole deal. But you could just have one thing that tr- triggers your day, but this is where oh, I've got another cool thing to tell you. Um, think of a whiteboard, right? And you got a black marker, and similar what you just said. Then, whiteboard, road rage, black dot. Mm. Maybe it's a bigger black dot. Um, you went to make yourself a cup of tea in the morning. There's no milk. That's just a little black black dot. Mm. You've had a car accident on the way to work. You know, your car, you, you haven't got much money to pay for the insurance. Black dot. Relationship issues, black dot. All the, all the negatives and all the things that put you down throughout the day. But if you focus on that whiteboard, yeah, there's a lot of black on it. Mm-hmm. 
but behind that black there's still white yeah so that white could be health it could be you know a roof over your head yeah um good mates mate that's what i'm saying so yeah without what we've been talking about like it's just another way of getting people at home to think think of a whiteboard and just walk up to it if you're feeling a bit angry one day or things that are bothering you just think and i guarantee that there'll be still white on that whiteboard and mm. focus on the white it might be in the little corner in, in in on the board but if you can focus on that that could be a little, that the start of the light that could be the switch that goes mm. let's start slowly wiping away he the black. all this black shit out yeah everything's fixable yeah for sure and like Man, I had a thing where like I got stuck at customs and in the states, and I fucking got sent back to Australia, and I just flown all over there. I was just yeah. like, and I was just sitting on the fucking couch in customs, and I knew what was about to happen. I knew all I'd spent thousands on flights, like, and you're gone. Yeah, you're and then I was fucking, I was out. I knew what was going to happen, and I just fucking, I did not waste more than two minutes on it negativity. Is wh- it is what it is. Yeah. And that, I they're, fucking, they're, honestly, if you live by those words, yep. it is what it is. Yeah, it will make your life a lot easier. Yeah, that's my one of my favorite sayings. It is what it is. Yeah, that person's a dickhead. It, it is, is what, what it is. is. Yeah, the world's the way it is. It is what it is. You know, like that. It, uh, some people go, oh, it's just throwing you know your problems across. But you know, sometimes you need to do that because if you just dwell on them, yeah, it's just got to constantly fill up the glass. It is what it is. Oh bit of water comes out so yeah, you're still going exactly. to glass but if you don't if you don't let those little mm. comments out then and I just and I, I I thought it was weird to sit there and like well what I did I, and I, I had 30 fucking 30 hours in jail cell there yeah just sitting by myself concrete no fucking food nothing like so <laughs> much shit to oh dude I was <laughs> fucking over it so much shit to be negative about and I just wasn't negative yeah the whole I just wasn't fucking negative like I blew up at the dude about just food like he just wasn't giving me any food and I fucking looped out and I was like oh fuck you know what who cares it's all good I'll get on a plane and I'll fucking or I'll just buy food soon I'll get out of here and it was just like all this shit that just kept you know building up negative but then I just sat there and I all I did I just fucking started planning for like what I was going to do when I got home because it changed all my plans Mm. and I was like I just looked at all the like the side of it that was a relief and then it was funny like I went out to um, I went out afterwards and I was like oh this is cool I can go to my mate do you know Barney Miller have you met Barney yeah I've, yeah. Uh, from down he's uh, where's in New South Wales he's the um, paraplegic surf champion oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. he's yeah. a fucking legend I've right? heard of him I've never met him but... oh he's a super good dude yeah. man so anyway he had his him and his wife had their book signing and um so then we we went. I stayed with my mate Jeff Weatherall. He's been on the podcast as well. He's a fucking total legend. So I was hanging out with him. Went to Barney's book signing, and then Barney and uh, Kata were just going to go home after. Yeah. And I was like, Nah, let's go back to Jeff's and fucking you know kick on, have a couple of drinks, and because they were just going to go to like a hotel and yeah. stay. Yeah. I was like, Stay, stay there, dude. Like, and it's not wheelchair accessible. Yeah. We like fucking carried him up yeah. the stairs with the in his wheelchair and shit. And we this was like two days after I got off the flight where I was like fuck my world's over man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so negative and then yeah there was like a joint floating around yeah. and I was just like I had a fuck couple of puffs yeah, this yeah. joint and I was just laughing I was like how good is life yeah and then my mate Jeff from one down to yeah, one up and, and my mate Jeff was just like mate what the fuck like you should be tripping out right now about everything that happened in America yeah. like my girlfriend was still there like it was a clusterfuck yeah and I still just had like 
I just went, how you good is life? You focused on the what, mate? Yeah, you I know. You focused on it, the what? It is true because there is so much of it around, eh? And it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's Everyone's like, dealing with their own little demons mm. and their, their their battles, mate. It's just, you just got to, like I said, you just got to do what makes you happy and you just got to just constantly remind yourself to reset and mm. just start the day fresh. Yeah. Get up a little bit earlier, go for a run, go for a walk, um, go for a coffee down your favorite co- co- uh, coffee shop. You know, like just little things that just that make you look and go. Yeah, it's being in the moment. In eh? the moment, just like and I lately I've just really been just like you know before I come here like I've never been over this just cabarita thing. or whatever. Went down to cabarita and it's just like you know I live on pretty much the beach like mm. been up and down the coast. Like, no, I'm just saying there go like it's you know a couple of nice boats you know nice little spot kids are running around like just mm. it's just just a moment where you're like oh this is a good little part of the world you know mm. just have those moments that makes you appreciate yeah well because it's like i think when you like you live in the past and that is what creates i guess like if you could label it be like depression because yeah. it's like you've you're dwelling on the mistakes or the, the things the that have happened. negativity <laughs> that's happened before and then the people that are super anxious are the people that are only living in the future and trying to control something that hasn't happened yet. And because they're doing that, they're neglecting the current moment, which leads to the thing that they're anxious about. So it's It's, like, it's trying to find that balance of not looking too far in the past, not looking looking too too far far in the future, future. just existing. (laughs) Just exist, mate. Like right now. And then that's why I think that there is so much joy that comes out of like surfing and golf. And because it's like you get onto the course and you just shed that baggage yeah. for X amount of time. You cannot look at your phone. You can kind of forget about the responsibilities. And with surfing, it's like you've got to concentrate so hard to make that drop, get yeah, around that yeah, section, yeah. do that turn the way that you want to do it, or paddling back out and you've got a duck dive because there's a five-footer about yeah, to yeah, fucking yeah, clip bro, you. Yeah. So it's like you, you are in the moment. And I think that's why there is so much like happiness that comes out of that shit for people is because whether they know it or not they they are in like a meditative state one thing that keeps me positive too is knowing is there is a lot of bad and a lot of bad people in the world but i reckon if you lined up every single person in the world no matter race color height or appearances whatever if you lined everyone up i reckon there'll be more good there'll mm. be more handshakes there'll be more cuddles there'll be more you know love than than violence and that's what keeps me po- at, at this given moment in the world I, th- I think there's still a lot of love yeah, and, I, in I it. and um and just people focus on the small groups that create the hate and the, the, yeah, and the no love so it's the squeaky what, wheel thing well too. that's what keeps me like positive i go mm. well you know if, if if everyone most of the people get along then we're all right yeah and i i totally agree with that like there was a really um there was like a i think it was around I can't remember what like racial event happened but there was like a full race was all that was getting talked about in the news right and it was like the maybe it was like a black kid got shot or something like that in the u.s and um right after that and it was just like i was just being flooded with all of this like racism um talk that i was just like super uncomfortable with because i was like fuck i just don't i don't like for me i just don't see mm. that all the time and mm. i don't like and it was almost it's a bit uncomfortable it, isn't it yeah no like putting it on you know me and i was just like fuck man like fuck i just feel yeah. like it's i'm like not that guy and it was weird and then i was also like i don't see a lot of it and i i'm not 
saying that it doesn't exist. Obviously, it does exist, mm. but is it as prevalent as what people make it out to be? Yeah. And it's like, um, then the very next day, I get on the plane, and it, it was like a hot thing. Everyone was talking about it. And there was a black lady with her baby, and it was just her, and the baby was crying and crying and crying and crying, crying. and it she just couldn't, she couldn't, couldn't get this baby it. to yeah. stop. And then it was a white lady come up to her and had some um, like ear medicine or something for the baby. And then the mum was like stressed and frazzled and she was worried about all of the people on the plane thinking that she was a terrible mother and you could just see how stressed she was. Mm. And then this lady got up and then another lady got up and helped and then helped her out. And then like that's, the, that's, the hostie come down mm. and it was like there was no race in that situation. And it was like right off the back of like everybody telling everybody how bad the situation was in yeah. the country. and I'm like I'm like is it that bad or like how hard just are we media focusing hyping it up or people yeah. yeah I know what you mean it's yeah, it's just a like a constant wheel mm. and I, you got to like what are the intentions of the people <coughs> that are pushing those stories is it mm. just to get headlines to then get advertised like yeah. I don't know just it's just weird but you're right like. I see and it's you can't say that that shit doesn't exist and it, it's all bullshit it's not all bullshit it mm. is definitely happening but yeah like if we lined up everybody the overwhelming majority of people are just good people trying yeah, to you've travelled I've travelled I'm yeah. walking around uh, I'm in um, countries in, in Europe and that and hey mate well, yeah. even though they don't know what hey mate is but it's just a je- like just mm. showing that yeah, I, I definitely think that. Yeah, get up, this get up. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely think like that when you get into like bigger cities and shit like that. Oh that yeah, it people just gets a doing. little bit more like people are very it's a rat race, mate. Everyone's yeah, and that that I think is definitely unfortunate. Yeah, people that are kind of stuck in that. Like I was yeah. in the city yesterday, met up with Boost Mobile. Yeah, and um, and I was like this is every day every like day, every day yeah. you've got to dodge the shit so like I could really see how mm. people would get on like the end of their tether to oh, do yeah. that kind of definitely, stuff definitely definitely that's where you just got to uh, identify and go you know what I'm going to move up the barn or I'm going to move yeah. out out the country and <laughs> yeah change uh, it up you got everyone's got opportunities to do things it's just you just got to figure out how to get the wheels moving mm. What have you made any like um, friends or whatever out of people that you've rescued and shit like that? Um, funny enough, not really. eh? not really. Uh, Does that surprise you? A yeah, bit? Uh, it doesn't surprise me. It just makes me realize that you know that like you just we are we just do our job. Like and, you know, they yeah. say, oh, we're just doing our job. We are doing our job, and we don't want to pat on the back all the time, but. You're right. I've never really had a person keep in touch from rescuing them, and I've rescued a lot of people. Like yeah. without hyping it up, like you know, even the biggest day I've done, I've done over 100 rescues. Or like, sorry, our lifeguards are, on one given day, I've done over 100 rescues. Um, oh, like I don't know, in the hundreds and maybe thousands of of rescues, and then now I'm doing the fire stuff. It's you know you're dealing with people all the time you know even mm. even if it's something small with evacuating a building and getting people out and safe out of out of harm's way or you know reassuring someone in a car accident that everything's gonna be okay that's that's a stat or that's a preventative so yeah not not as much as you think yeah um, it seems weird though, very like. very random um in saying that though i did 
bring back another guy uh, back in 2014, I think I did another recess, and he come down five days later to say thank you. Yeah, right. And he was an Asian gentleman, and uh, yeah, he said thank you in broken English and shook me hand, but yeah, never kept in contact though. Yeah, yeah. Just a, just a simple thank you. Mm. Oh, and there was a car accident I went to a couple of months ago, and a lady found me on Instagram oh, and said yeah. thank you for um, reassuring me um through the traumatic time so yeah yeah so they there are out there but i don't do the job for those ones i just yeah. do it for the love of helping people and it doesn't matter the race color whatever like if you're struggling and you yeah <laughs> you're on the up. bottom of the water uh, on the on the bottom of the ocean i'm picking you up or if you're in a in a high-rise fire i'm coming up to to rescue you yeah or yeah. you know cut you out of a car or, or you know even put tarp on your if there's a storm like yeah i'm just there to help and uh just got to continue doing that doing mentality, that and, yeah. and and treat everyone equal mm. you know I, I know a lot of successful people i know a lot of people that struggle just keep it all all in the one the one line in terms you know? of how, how and how you know yeah. yeah how you treat people how yeah. you ask how their day's going some are better than others but yeah hey mate how are you? yeah not too bad yeah just even small things like how's how's the weather it's, yeah you know like just Things you can talk about that general questions and general conversations make someone's day. Mm, yeah, it's definitely. Well, um, like, you know, I'll be in the back of the truck, the fire truck. Like, even last night, I was like, we've got to call at like, one in the morning and drive him back. And there was this, 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 he seemed intoxicated, but he was just there, just cruising and went around the corner. And like, we just locked eyes. Like, I'm in the back of the truck, just cruising, kind of like, half asleep. And like, he's looking at me, I'm looking at him. <laughs> I'll just give him the like that yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, like just yeah like just just like mate from like a piss bloke just like looking at ya to me all just going like this like yeah like yeah brother what's doing to yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. just instant stoked like it's funny like, how it's funny how work, eh? or you could be across the road some people take it oh this bloke wants to go yeah Ooh. yeah Hey mate, I'll give him a little wink. Oh, no, no, no. sometimes it could be cheap bit of cre- uh, creepy to chicks if you. Yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, baby. yeah. But if it's another bloke over the road, like just you know another, you know, I don't want to say battler, but someone that's just yeah, yeah. just doing their thing. G'day, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Or give him a wave from about a hundred meters away. Like yeah, yeah. Dude, I always <laughs> like. Um, I'm just. I'm really random like that. I'll, it's I'll good, just, but it, it, I'll tell you one more thing. There was another time a couple of weeks ago. I was in the truck, and one of the older fires was in there. <laughs> and you know the thing where you go, oh here he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like because he's a bit old school. This guy, like, I go, like there was this bloke in front of the truck, and he was just walking around. And I go, there he is. Oh, here he is. Yeah. And he looks at me. Scotty goes, "Do you know him?" <laughs> no, I don't know him. I don't know him. I just, there he is. Like here he is. Yeah. Like he's just a champion. Yeah. I think it was landscaping or something. Like oh here he is. And just the way that I said it, like he thought I knew the bloke, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah. But I gave him the shackers or the thumbs up, and you know he's on the mower. Hey, hey boys, like it could just—it's that ripple just effect. Instant. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, mate. Like, like, it could be homeless. It could be a businessman in the city. It could be dude. I someone always, struggling. I always fucking talk to homeless people yeah. when I can. Eh? Good day, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah like it's just so funny, dude. Yeah, like and it just we were um we were out in Austin one night, and my my mates we were like went to a strip club, and I'm like not that not yeah. that into them. Yeah. And um so anyway, I'd like I'd hang outside. Yeah, I was pretty pretty fucking hammered so i was like i'm gonna go out and just kind of chill and there was this uh this homeless dude and he uh, he's like oh he's like oh you got any cigarettes 
And I was like, ah, oh, don't smoke, man. He's like, ah, oh, all right, no yeah. worries. And I was like, there was a Seven Eleven. Yeah. There was Seven Eleven yeah. across the road. Yeah. And I was like, what do you smoke? And he's like, oh, Parliament. And I was like, righto. And I went and I bought a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. And I fucking don't smoke cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. I smoked like two in my whole yeah. life. Then I was like, I'll have a smoke with you, mate. Yeah. So I bought him this pack of cigarettes. And, and, then, and I fucking sat there and I had this durry with him. And Just we're like, talking about yeah, life. Yeah, we're sitting on this park bench and shit. And like, but my first reaction. But see, look how happy it's made. Like you telling me the story. Oh, it was classic. Like little things like that. Something so simple just by talking to some random person. Yeah. But you're biased. Like you have this negativity bias that we were talking about mm. that says like, oh, he's probably a fucking meth head. He's probably Boy, a junkie. Drug, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like, fuck man, there's a lot of people that are homeless in the country and they just <laughs> there because they fucking don't have a choice. It yeah. doesn't make them any, any less, different. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. or that they're automatically they a bad person. They could have a whole conversation, you know, hey, yeah, mate, yeah, not too bad. How's this? Well, yeah. You know, like you just, yeah. just keep, the, keep it going. Like, yeah. and all it just he, makes their day, you know? Yeah, like we just sat down and fucking talked. He stunk like shit. But like, we just sat there and fucking had a city yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. then I think I gave him like 20 bucks or yeah. something because... He just yeah, ended up becoming mates with the boy. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, and then all my boys walked out of the, the strip club. What, what and you, it was what like are you an doing? hour, bro. Like I was sitting down here for an hour on this bench and it was like the funniest part of my night, eh? And um, and yeah, all the boys were like, they walked out and they're like, fuck, you all right? Are you all right? Like, yeah. you know. By the end of it, you're yeah, slapping him up. Yeah, yeah no, I say, like, love you, mate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love you, mate. Yeah, he yeah. was on the nose. But yeah, but you know, you just just have a connection with someone that's completely random and and yeah. like there's so many people like I bet if you just you know like what you're saying you just stop someone on the middle of the road and be like hey, how you going mate you yeah, having a good day or oh like the lollipop people like yeah, people get go. abused they get abused a bit you know if I stop in traffic all the time but g'day mate how are you yeah, not too bad yeah. like just mm. a simple hello or just a, like it doesn't even have to you don't even have to say anything just give them the shackles or give them the thumbs up or give them a wink or yeah you know like just the, like just a nod or like even like a you know on the steering yeah yeah I, like, I don't know I just try and do yeah. that with like let people in and shit as well yeah. like oh I do get a bit upset when <laughs> you let someone in they give you nothing oh that give fucking them the eggs, yeah yeah but yeah like it's all in all like from you just you know you just gotta keep keep just being good yeah and doing good it, and, 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 get, and giving back yeah I'm always big on whatever you get take back and if you're not getting much and you're still giving what goes around comes around yeah and I'm telling you it does and with all this stuff that I've been doing with the water safety staff and all the businesses and the kids books and stuff like that like you know I got told no a few times by publishers and stuff like that to get them done and I took no for an answer I was just like okay well I'm just gonna I went over to England paid for my own flights did my own thing last year paid for everything myself went around to um, all the south of England teaching disadvantaged kids how to swim mm-hmm year later Tourism Australia jumped on board they're flying me over there um, the RLA, uh, I'm ambassador for Royal Life in UK they're fixing up for all my accommodation and stuff like that and then they're putting on the proper tour mm. all because I got off my ass last year so you know what I'm just going to go over there have a crack got to pay my own way yeah I might be out of pocket whatever and if nothing happens nothing happens but like what I'm trying to say is just if you sometimes you've got to give a bit yeah. or a lot and you'll get something in return and I guess it's the intention too. Like it's oh, yeah, genuine, yeah, 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 yeah. Genuine, Gen- genuine yeah. yeah. You can't just go, oh, yeah, I'm going to free trip or whatever. But yeah. like, 
I generally, even if I would have gone again, 100% again this year and paid my own way again because I had such mm. a blast last time. Yeah, and it's like, I'm sure the experiences and like what you got out of that first oh. trip, like it'll probably stay with you forever. Yeah, right? like, you know, it's, yeah, just still things like that, man. Like you just got to just <laughs> just knuckle down and, 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 and give and sometimes things come back. The positive stuff comes back. So. And I think that's probably a good point too is that you whenever you've got expectation of return it's pretty easy to get let down mm. but when you don't have any expectations and things come your way you go a full wow bonus. how yeah. good is this yeah or you look back and you go oh so me doing the hard yards you know like, yeah like just with the fire like you know trying six year getting my six go like just remember just going kept trying 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 persistence and it was mm. like you know like i was taking out for an answer mm. so you just gotta yeah it's cool too like that's a that that is a cool thing man like i thought that it would have been a way easier process for you getting into the fires than what it was oh like mate Bondi like, rescue nah, yeah a lot of people think that but it's cool to, it's to tall, hear that it wasn't yeah. no, no, no wait, I, I tried really hard and i actually nearly not got in when i was 24 i actually was on a reserve list so they take twelve thousand people apply 100 jobs fuck <laughs> every year so not many people leave you know there's there's not much room for it you've got a whole year between recruitments you know the, i got through um you know the first test second test third test did the interview did the another test after that and then i got an email saying thank you but no thank you um at the moment we're putting you on the reserve list or we'll, we'll, we'll let you know at the end of august so at the start of August, I did my interview. They let me know like two days later saying, no, you're not in. But they said, however, at the end of August, we'll let you know if you've, you've been Made selected. Made through the reserve yep. process. And um, yeah, by the end of that month. But in saying that though, I, I didn't let it just sit with them. I still send them emails once a week saying, mm. like, I'm keen, I'm here. If anyone pulls out or whatever, like, I'm, I'm here. Trent Maxwell, keen to be a fireman. Yeah. And um, yeah, sure enough. Uh, they someone or a few people pulled out or something happened and because the lady knew how keen I was I was originally supposed to start in April of 2016 and she actually hit me up and said would you like to start in January because I know how keen you are someone's put out the January class so mm. yeah so it's just funny how like if you put yourself in a position where people know how keen and how persistent you are it comes back yeah because if I just sat there and didn't like oh yeah they're going to get back to me. They pro- I probably wouldn't have got the email at the end of August. Yeah. Or if I didn't, I would have started three or four months later and that would have been three or four months of my career, like, you know, stalled or I probably wouldn't have got Redfern and met the the, the great crew that I worked with for the last two and a half years. Mm. You know what I mean? It just kind of set, like, things happen for a reason and yep. you got to put yourself in those situations and just take it by yeah, the horns and just run with it and it's about like creating opportunities you got to create your own opportunities things I, I, like I see it all too often especially with some of the lifeguards not going to name a few they just sit there and they just expect yeah things don't come their way by just expecting guarantee I, I'll tell you like there's you know you probably know people that just sit there pro surfers and that like they mean rip for years and then get to a stage where they just expect that they're gonna get a sponsor yeah and you got someone that's in the same boat as them keen keen and, and like we'll, mate we'll, we'll lick the floors clean mm. we'll do whatever whatever it took 
and then they obviously people you know go with the people that actually show how much they want it even though the person that missed out wants it as well but he just doesn't know how to yeah to get it out there and go yeah I am keen you know you know you don't want to drive them out too much but you know tell them keep in contact yeah whatever you want to do just just be that 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 voice in the back of their head and they go okay oh oh spots popped up oh yeah um, Trent Maxwell he's keen put Mm -hmm. him in yeah and because that's the thing like I think that you try or people try to make things fair but it's like there's no such thing as fair and it comes back to what Adam said like the world's a predator and it's like predator prey and it's like it's all good to intellectualize that we should all be equal and everything should be fair but it's like not how it works you don't get results why should someone that sits on their ass and does nothing and just expects things to happen when you got someone that's Mm. you know laboring brick is laboring and and trying to make ends meet and do do their thing and want the same position yeah you obviously got to go that guy should have the advantage exactly so that's where you're right um it, it, it is hard it hard but it's all in your attitude it's all in your persistence it's all in your positivity and people want to work with people that are positive yeah. like-minded and not dickheads and and i hate to say it, but there are dickheads in this world that just expect things and things aren't going to come their way if they just yeah. have that attitude so yeah, it's all I have to say with that and and yeah it's like uh sometimes it does get frustrating that everything's a race everything's about like you know this podcast like i just enjoy that we sit down we talk we put mm. it out but behind all that i'm in whether i like it or not i'm am in competition with all these uh, other podcasts. podcasts yeah i don't want to be in competition with all these other you podcasts. Want be, you want to be the you want to be the best or you want to be the one where people listen and go hey like all the people that you've interviewed are very interesting and and stuff like that and you have some great stories i know what you mean you just but it's like that's all i just like if it could just be that then that's I'd be quite happy. Yeah. But then yeah. it is a competition, and it's not fair. There are some people that have yeah. got more money behind them, or they've got more this, yeah. or they have no people for sponsorship. Yeah. But like blah 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 blah, you could go on forever. But that's where that's where you mate. You got to pull out the chisel. Yeah, pull out exactly. The chisel and just keep chisel yeah, away, exactly. mate. Exactly. Just and, and over like, time, that chisel is got to get to the to a point where you got to go. I've made a masterpiece, or I've made a good piece of furniture. Mm. Or if you're on the shovel, you found a bit of gold, like, yep. you just got to keep chipping. Yeah. And I, I've been and, saying and it like, all day, but keep the, chipping away. Yeah, and the reality of it is, is no matter how much you think it's not fair or you don't <laughs> want it to be like that, it is like that. It and is it, what it is. It always <laughs> will be like that. Yeah. So it's like... If you don't change your attitude or... Exactly. The, the alter the universe for things to go your way. Mm. You need to change things for things to go in your favor you can't just sit there and sit there and expect that people are going to pick up the pieces and give you what you want you need to work for it you need to work hard for it and you need to be positive happy in the way in doing so as well you can't just expect yep well you're going for a bit mate yeah <laughs> i've been rambling on a bit did you enjoy it good mate, experience it's been an absolute pleasure yeah no mate, really it's the first it. time i'm actually done a proper podcast like this so yeah it's, it's good to talk everything and anything and yeah. um mate i'm looking forward to showing people and sharing it and yeah and uh give people an insight of, of you know your mind and my mind and what yeah. we do and yeah happy days it's cool to it's it's definitely cool to not have the outside pressures or distractions nah, or time nah, nah, and nah, mate, like, mate, that's sick. that two hours and 17 seconds has gone pretty quick yeah considering no. we've had a you know the, the rain's come and gone and yeah you know, yeah that's it 
happy days Sweet thanks days, for the opportunity mate no I appreciate it and um, next time I'm down we'll jump on again maybe sure. after another happy London days. tour and yeah. um, I'll shout out where people can find you and the books and all that stuff yeah oh yeah so um, uh, Instagram's lifeguard maxi m-a-x-i um, live learn survive is oh, if you go on my website lifeguardmaxi.com.au all the information about the live learn survive workshops and the books and stuff like that's on there so yeah check it out um show your sport and if you're a teacher or you know teachers or you know uh, certain groups you want me to come around and do some interactive workshops for water safety and fire safety hit me up I'm more than happy to travel anywhere and anywhere sweet as well thanks no again worries, mate guys. and Thank um, you. yeah check out lifeguard maxi and all his uh, stuff he's got going on cheers sweet cheers brother no worries mate thanks for making it happen fuck that was a good chat yeah we fucking we went deep